This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This episode, of course, is uh, Marking Out 146. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I'm doing awesome as always, and here is my Wolfpack player, partner in crime or whatever. We haven't ever done any crime together, I don't believe so. Well, I've been there when I've witnessed a crime with Dave, but <laughs> he's probably not thinking what I'm thinking. But here he is. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great. What's going on, everyone? Oh, we're doing great. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that I've witnessed a crime? No, <laughs> but you can follow me on Twitter at I Dave said that Rave already. Stop putting M-O. yourself over. Eh, I like putting myself when, over. I was When we were in Lancaster... <laughs> With, yeah. the, with the candy? No? Whatever. Before we actually move on, um, we want to wish Black Star Sean Edwards a very happy birthday. Uh, one half of Black Hollywood from PWS, future tag team champions. Go follow him on Twitter at I Am Madness. Definitely a great future within the two of them. Yes, definitely. Follow them for sure. Happy birthday. <laughs> and uh, kicking this off with some fan questions and fan comments. Dave, you uh you All right. reading these, so this one's written uh from us from us. Written to us from the Intercontinental Champion, Big E Langston. Five, five, five next week. Me and the BT I always want to say BTTG. B to yeah. the G will have a live sex celebration on the podcast. <laughs> Did it for you, Brandon. <laughs> And then a follow-up from Biggie Mark number one. Congrats, Biggie. I always believed in you. Like, come on. Was the Biggie Mark number one from you? No, neither no. of these. Like, I don't know who's sending these in. Neither of them are us. Like, And I, I don't condone any sexual act on the podcast. <laughs> Why? Um, you fucking you do all that, that all the time. No, all of that is done on the YouTube show, not the podcast. Oh, the YouTube yeah. show. Whatever YouTube show that is. Oh, look, we're switching it up this week. <laughs> Next comment is... No, no, I feel like, sh- I feel like I'm cheating on her. Are you serious, bro? I, I feel like that would be cheating on her. Go ahead. All right, this one's, t- <laughs> this one's from Jasmine. All right. What's up, Jasmine? All right, awesome show, guys. Thanks for that. And, yeah, I've decided to not listen to the show in the middle of the street, like you guys said. Smiley face. I'll be more cautious now, I promise. The Randy Orton promo Brandon did was uncanny, by the way. Damn it, I was going to open the show with say, by saying, ladies and gentlemen, this is a brand new episode of Marking Out. That's Marking Out 146. I said this is Marking Out 146. Well, way to spoil Marking Out 147. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. so I'm curious to know when each of your first wrestling shows were. Maybe you guys have mentioned it before, but I don't think I remember. So I apologize in advance for making you repeat it. Thanks again. Uh, no need to apologize. Um, I know I've said it on the show before, but I always enjoy telling the story of my very first show. Well, proceed. Yes, it was uh, 
an April night in 1999, Madison Square Garden. It was a house show, uh, house show there, and we arrived to New York City, and a police officer saw that my brothers and I had signs that were for WWF that night, and uh, they were like, "Oh, uh, there are two wrestlers eating up in Fridays," and we uh, we went and got dinner in Fridays and met the Godfather and Bradshaw. When I was eight or nine or whatever, and you were one of those people that we saw with that Randy Orton. Uh, <laughs> but that's not experience. my fault. Like I, like first of all, I didn't know you shouldn't bother them when they're eating. You know, who and they was, weren't eating. They weren't yeah, hilarious. Okay. They weren't eating. They weren't eating yet. They were just Bradshaw looked pissed as anything. Godfather was happy as can be. Like one little kid came up to him, Godfather, you can have your host tonight. He goes, Oh man, you better roll with daddy with that. Please tell me that was daddy with that pimp daddy. Please tell me that was no, it was a little Um, kid. My first uh, show. Oh, because I I didn't want to say the what what happened. Go, 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 go. No, no, it's fine. That's fine. Okay. I just, I mean, I got to see Jerry Lawler wrestle. The main event was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Big Show versus uh, The Rock and Triple H. That's pretty cool. It was cool that I got to see Goldust and uh, Godfather wrestle for the it's, Intercontinental Championship. It's kind of cool. Like if you if you saw an Attitude Era uh, show, you pretty much saw at least four to five future Hall of Famers. What's more weird about the show? At the beginning of the show, this was the they they did the ten bell salute for Rick Rude. He just passed away. Uh-huh. This is the show before basic. Uh, I mean, the month before Owen Hart, basically. Really? Yeah, like this was all this was all leading up to Over the Edge. Very I think that was because that was May. It was like May tenth, I think, something like that. That might May, be his May, birthday. May tenth, May twentieth. It was like it might. It was like the month before, so it was yeah. like. Um, also, so my first show was in a house show too at Nassau Coliseum on October sixteenth, nineteen ninety two. Where the main event was Bret Hart versus Nails. That sounds was, like a fun match, doesn't I, it? Yeah. I mean, when you're young and you see Bret Hart wrestling, I mean, it's always awesome. Also saw Ultimate Warrior versus Ric Flair. Sounds like a terrible Money, match. Money, Money Inc. <laughs> versus Natural Disasters and a few others. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, man. I, I, I love going to shows at Madison Square Garden. I don't, to be honest, I actually loved uh, the shows at no Manhattan Center. Well, I was, I was too, too uh, young for that. My second show was actually at the Manhattan Center, uh, May third, nineteen ninety three, where uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan faced off against HBK for the Intercontinental Championship. That was pretty cool. It's weird that my first show was ninety nine, and I don't think I went to another show until two thousand and one. Really? Yeah, at that raw that I saw you at, that like you just randomly were there, where you touched Mick Foley's armpit and like bragged about and, it like, for months. Try to tip him. Yeah, and then uh-huh. after that, I think my next show was in two thousand two at for SummerSlam. Like I don't think very it, interesting. Like it was weird because like I, going back to read results, they were in New York a lot. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that was that question. Thank you for that. And I guess you're welcome for thank, answering. And thank you for uh, being safe when crossing the street. Yes. Next comment question is from Rob Kimball Brand. So far, what looks to be the better pay-per-view, Survivor Series or Turning Point? I'm biased on in my answer, but seriously, the match is set for both. I'm much more interested in the free Turning Point pay-per-view themed impact. How did that turn out for you? <laughs> Being a big four pay-per-view, I feel WWE should have done a better job building this. 
I don't. I won't deny TNA really messed up Bound for Glory, and that was one of their big four. I don't know why I didn't end on a period in that when I said it. Uh, WWE is on a different playing field. Fifty dollars for this. I expect much more from them. Also, has the Miz set the record for pre-show matches yet? Um, oh, and then he followed up saying, with WWE Classics On Demand being canceled and some new hirings for the network, do you think WWE will get the network soon? Oh, well, then we can flash forward to what we we're going to talk about later, too, with this question. Yeah. Um, well, with Turning Point-wise, yeah, how did that work out for you, seriously? Because <laughs> Turning Point ended up being Turning Channel. It was pretty oh, that's awful. That's a good one. Thank that you. That's a good one. Thank you. It was pretty awful. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with the $50 for a, not just Survivor Series, but overall, $50 for a pay-per-view. Survivor Series does look like a decent pay-per-view to me. I, yeah. I, I mean, it doesn't look like a bad one. Right. I mean, especially because it's one of the like four main pay-per-views. <laughs> I mean, it's no Rock and Cena versus Miz and no. yeah, R-Truth. Right. Jeez. But still. I was a fan of that. Don't eh. tease that. Uh, but still, fifty dollars is a lot for a pay per view. Honestly, go find a stream. No, stream it don't on the say internet. that. I don't. I don't support it. I support it because fifty dollars is a lot of money for a pay per view. Go stream it. I don't support. That. Um, and I, uh, I actually found out. Oh, also before with the Miz on the pre-show, I thought that was funny because I kind of feel like he might have that record. I actually did research. Yeah, I actually re- researched this to uh, be prepped for the show. Um, the Miz was actually tied with Santino in wow. four appearances, but this Survivor Series pre-show is going to be his fifth, so the Miz will be taking the cake. Did Miz and Santino ever wrestle each other? Uh, I do not remember, but the Miz's events was Extreme Rules, Extreme Rules, Mania, and, and Royal Rumble, and soon to be Survivor Series, so he will be pulling into the lead. He had Extreme Rules two different years? Yeah, two different years. Last year and uh, this year. And with the next, the follow-up question that you had with the, or comment, no, question, with the WWE oh, yeah. Classes on Demand, I actually found out that it was being canceled from this comment when I went and read it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. I, I canceled my subscription last week or so to WWE Classics on Demand just because it's getting ridiculous to pay uh, for uh, a product that they yeah. barely update, but... And apparently they're looking into... They think that the WWE Network will be up and running before WrestleMania 30. So they're trying to look for a catch and they're pitching a catch that uh, WrestleMania... They'll give WrestleMania an in-HD for free. They're pitching with, a catch? Yeah, with they're the... catch a pitch? With the sign-up for the WWE Network, which is going to be apparently $9.95 per month. So you would be getting WrestleMania in HD quality for... for, for Free, for co- free covered with that nine ninety five fee, and then they're going to be giving you every single monthly pay per view for free as well. So it may be worth it for. The I don't understand how month. that's working though. It's just to get everybody initially in- engaged with. How does WWE nine? Network. No, no. How? But I don't understand. How does nine ninety five cover fifty dollar a month pay per views? What do you mean? Oh, it do- it it's just. It- it gives them the ability to expose you to a lot more WWE product. But how does $50 a month pay-per-views go from being $50 a month to being free? No matter which way you look at it, they're making bank on it. So I'm sure they don't yeah. even... Obviously, they they're going to make yeah, money off they of it. Like, they're not TNA. Yeah, they don't They're not going to lose money on that. I mean, honestly... And if even they if they do reduce, lose money, it If they matter. reduce the cost of the pay-per-views to $25 a month, 
they're still going to be making a ton of profit. But would they make more? Huh? Would they make more? Would they make more with the WWE Network? No, with reducing the cost of a pay-per-view. I, th I think so, because it would be more incentive for people to order the pay-per-view in good quality as opposed to trying to spend time finding streams. I mean, Don't look online for streams. Pay the money. Stop being an look asshole. Look for streams. No. Jesus Usually Christ. search search on Twitter. They'll tweet out a few stream links. There's viruses and stuff on those websites. Yeah, but not on Apple. You're good. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, next comment question from Aaron. Hey, fave. fellas. Awesome episode as always. That's a compliment towards you. Whoa. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I've got two questions for you guys this week. You should have said suck it after that, I kind of feel like. Uh, I hope it won't be too long. Huh? Like you're... Yeah, on. I know. Keep, you're turning 30 go, soon, dude. Come on. We don't want Dave to throw a bitch fit. Dave reminds me of Christian in the mid-2000s when he would lose a match and start throwing a temper tantrums. But instead, of, but instead Dave does it when a comment is too long. Anyways, this is already too long. This is getting ridiculous, bro. <laughs> just says not me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, number one, did you like the Miz's heel turn this past Monday? For me, I'm a fan of the Miz, especially as a heel. I think people bash him when I think he is actually a decent wrestler and has good charisma. Personally, I am without a doubt a misfit. You want to answer that one and then move? Yeah, forward? let's move that. It is, yeah. Uh, all right. Um, I love the heel turn. I think it's about time because The Miz is, in my mind, a natural heel. Um, I think that the way that they did it was perfect. It's just very – I'm a misfit as well. It's very unfortunate that they had a lot with him and a lot of uh, options with him. Even after WrestleMania when he defeated John Cena, they could have done a lot more with him. And then he just went on the, down, the downside of everything. So I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think that everything went well with the Miz, and I'm very happy that he's a heel. Who's what? Whose show is the heel turn? The heel turn? Yeah, is that uh, Rich? Right? Yeah, Rich. Franco. That's what it was called, right? Yeah, the heel turn. Okay. Uh, yeah, with Miz, I was a fan of him. I'm still a fan of his. I think I, I'm actually more of a fan of his when he is a heel and portraying that heel character. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people just shit on Miz for being Miz, but. I think a lot of people, a lot of the initial shitting on McCain was because of him being from that MTV show and everybody. The real world, don't yeah, just real say, world. Yeah. And like just people not really giving him the credit and the appreciation that he deserves for busting his butt to yeah, get he to put, where he is. Yeah, he put a lot of time in, into his career. So And he does have great charisma. Right. Unlike a lot of other people. Number two. Like Axel, Brutus Magnus. Number two. Why do you guys think all the Triple H hate is coming from, or where do you think, I'm assuming, and do you guys think he buries everyone? People love to say that he buries everyone. I don't think so. He puts over his fair share of superstars like John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, Chris Benoit, Sheamus, and the list goes on. I hate the idea that just because someone loses in a match, they were buried. There has to be a winner and a loser. Has Triple H done some questionable things over the years? Yes. He signed Sin Cara. <laughs> Come on. But every, every superstar who's on top of the company, like John Cena, CM Punk, etc., has stepped on someone along the way. That's how the business is. I'm sick of the Triple H hate. 
The dude is one of the greatest ever and has done so much for the business in the last couple of years with NXT, the tag team division, and the performance center. Give the man some respect. Thanks again, guys. The number one Brandon Mark, Aaron. P.S. Hashtag Dave still sucks, and you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron WC. That's E R O N W C. It's funny, like for someone that thinks I suck so much, he every single time you write into us, I almost like ninety five percent of the time agree with everything that you write into us. I, uh, I you're, think, you're, I think you're a very intelligent fan for that. I um, think in this case with Triple H. It's, it's, uh, I mean, he, what do you think though? I, I agree with everything he's saying. I think, I don't think Triple H buries anybody. It's just that we get Triple H shoved down the, the, our throats too often. Like it it went from 2002 to 2013. Like how, how often was he on the TV winning and doing stuff that like... Yeah, but you always have a wrestling like that. You had it back with Bret Hart, with Hogan, with um, John Cena. You always have a wrestler like that. I don't know, man. And Triple H was that wrestler. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, everybody had that. Yeah, but John Cena's not burying people. Like, John Cena doesn't get considered like burying people. I honestly, I don't think Triple H is burying anybody. I think he is more creating people and creating storylines. And I don't don't think think Triple H made Sheamus. And I I certainly don't think he made John Cena or... Well, I think that he did play a part with... uh, He was a big stepping stone for a lot of wrestlers. I don't think he made Benoit. No, of course not. I mean, Benoit was huge coming over from WCW. Benoit made himself. But I think Batista WWE and Randy was, but, but a lot of tri- uh, storylines that really brought their uh, recognition to fans have involved Triple H. Um, I think a lot of people are just hopping on a bandwagon by saying that Triple H is burying people. Because you see a ton of like memes of Triple H burying this person. A lot of jokes out there about Triple H burying Trip, all he does is bury who he's going to bury this week. I think it's just people jumping on a bandwagon without really thinking about uh, how, like, their reasoning behind it. I think it's just a for, lot of people just... But for me, I just think Triple H got boring very, very fast. Like, in, uh, I can like 2000, 2004, 5, maybe 2005 was when the last time I actually enjoyed watching Triple H wrestling. But it's not to t- but not also to say, not to say I didn't enjoy the WrestleMania. But with the burying, like a lot of people harp about him burying, yet he has made so many people. Everybody b- said he buried Daniel Bryan, yet he also made Daniel Bryan into that star. And Daniel Bryan is still at that caliber. I mean, yeah, he may not be in that main event scene with Big Show and Randy Orton, but he's still up there. And yes, Triple H has done a ton for the business since he's been in that. Uh, that business I don't, I don't aspect think, with I don't NXT. think Triple H did that though. But he, I'm sure he did play a part. I mean, get, I mean, people were super, super over with Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 28, and that was a pre-match, wasn't it? No, that was on the show. Yeah, but once Triple H turned on Daniel Bryan, a ton more people jumped right into the no, that's Daniel because, Bryan. Yes. That's because it went from Daniel Bryan being the highest of highs to. Going down, 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 plateau, plateau, and then, holy shit, Triple H turned on Daniel Bryan. Yes, 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 let's get behind Daniel Bryan, and now it's back. Well, that's the thing. I I don't think that Daniel Bryan ever went to that downhill, that little uh, plateau Uh, that you were saying. I think that Triple H really did assist in this, um, especially with talking about how he's a a small wrestler and really burying them. So, yeah, moving on. 
Uh, moving on. Ben Hendelis wrote into us. When was this sent in? <laughs> this morning, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good timing. Um, hey, guys. With Survivor Series this Sunday, what match from the top notch uh, from the top notch card will stand out as the best? Kind regards, Ben. Um, let's see. I, I think top. I, I think we have to go with the cast of Total Divas against the other. Yeah, I'm no, just kidding. Either that or Langston versus Axel, right? No, I think John Cena <laughs> versus Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think by their sarcasm, you can tell all three of those we do not expect to. No, honestly, the the match, the standout match, has to be the the Survivor Series style match with the was it five on five or four on four? Mm-hmm. No, five on five. The Cody you know Rhodes, Goldust, the Usos, Rey Mysterio versus the Shield and with, the Wyatt family. With the way that everything has been. Oh, with, I'm sorry. The Shield and yeah, the Real Americans. The way that everything has been with those matches, especially Rhodes and Goldust, uh, Cody Rhodes and Goldust, and then the Usos, how well they've been performing. Um, I got to agree with you with that traditional Survivor Series tag match. Or it could be Miz and Kofi Kingston. <laughs> no mm, yeah about that it's funny that we don't say that punk or daniel bryan and uh and the well I, I think we all figured I, i'm just going with what i think is going to be the top notch and you could expect a lot of uh spots in that match too right and i'm a big fan for the spots yes um thank you everyone for sending in your questions commenting listening uh we greatly and deeply appreciate it we love all of the support Thank you very much for continuing it. Dave loves support so much that he wears bras. I do. It is a fact. <laughs> uh, B cup, you know, B cup around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get some support. Yeah, about. Why? What are you? Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> I, I walked into it as soon as I said Dave yeah. loves bras. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how many divas have you had signed a bra before? Um, Don't answer that. You okay. say make me sick. You disgusting. <laughs> fan mark let's uh but they smell great because <laughs> you're spraying with perfume like what the, like it's not it's oh, I, I, I was breath. making reference to like the sweat yeah who's sweat your sweat you like working out with bras oh you're talking about on. me wearing the bra and i'm getting this on it <laughs> oh I thought, I thought like you were talking about me buying the bra that you're not going to ebay and buying yeah that's what i thought Terry you were talking Reynolds about like or them, anything. them like wearing it and then buying that that's no. always so. Why do people buy that stuff on eBay? It, what did it like? I would hate to screw. You. I would, I would hate to see. You. No, no, no. Now I'm not talking about <laughs> big Foley gear. I'm talking. I'm talking about because I'm just, if you don't know, Brandon has purchased Mick Foley gear on eBay from Mick Foley. He did get his sock out of it. But no, I'm talking about like Divas gear, like how people, a lot of wrestling fans the buy like only, the bras yeah, and pants. The only and, way I would buy uh, an attire like that if it was a diva, I, I actually. I would have bought Kelly Kelly was signing on uh, selling on her website the outfit that she wore when we saw her team up yeah. on SmackDown against Edge. That's the only way against I would ever Edge? with Edge. No, with Edge against uh, yeah. Lay Cool and Dolph Ziggler for the World uh, Heavyweight Championship. Don't hurt your head uh-huh. for the World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> and she actually won Edge the World he- retained the I, championship for Edge. Honestly, I couldn't really care. The only reason I could see buying a gear like that is if. You're going to get a better price buying their gear and you fit into it and you can wear that to the ring as opposed to spending more we've money to get your that, own. Right? We've seen that. I mean... I no, mean, but honestly, that's the only reason why I would have purchased it. But she was selling could, it for like 700 bucks. But then I so. could also understand if you're a big time fan and you want to get it and like uh, 
frame it, I guess, on your wall. I can see kind of like an attire being a kind of cool piece for uh, right. Like I think it's cool. The reason why I bought the Mick Foley outfit was because I was there when he wrestled. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I mean, cool besides that, to... I mean, I, like, I would, yeah, I was never buy it and then wear it. Like to be like, I'm wearing this. Like and take like that's just. I weird. think so. That's like uh, what is it? Like Silence of the Lambs ish person. <laughs> I mean, did I do it? Did you? Yeah, you did. You did! No, I put on the jacket. You sicko. No, listen. You put on Mick Foley's jacket because you Did you smell it too? No. If that if that jacket... I'm sure it was washed beforehand. But if that jacket... If WWE sold that jacket, I would buy it. Because I'm in desperate need of a new jacket. And that, <laughs> that's a jacket I would wear. I really yeah. would. It's a nice jacket. Um, it's a WWE issue you know, jacket. This was a lot of fun. This has been great so far. Um, unfortunately... We have to take a, that Go turning to, point yeah. in the show. I, I cough for a reason. Yeah, the turning point <laughs> of the show. On to Impact Live, the turning point pay-per-view. Not really pay-per-view, but yeah. yeah. Um, what is there to say that is good about this event? There there are good aspects of it. Ethan Carter's match with Shark Boy. Yes. Shark Boy looked like shit, though. Yeah, he looked so out of shape. But I like, mean, I mean, why can't you be like Dennis Stamp and... Always expect to be called up at any moment. I mean, yeah. come on. But I'm, I'm always, I'm going to stay a huge fan of Ethan Carter. I, I've said it when he was in, yeah. in NXT, whatever. I was a fan of Bateman. Um, um, you, if you're not a fan of him, just watch the the Vines or the videos that he's putting out. And you can just tell that he's a legit funny guy. And you can... You can <laughs> funny he's, how? He'll, funny no, how, like kidding. a clown. Funny um, like a clown. Yeah. Uh, but Shark Boy, it has to be a one and done deal. I can't see Shark Boy being picked up for a recurring character. Right. But uh, what else is there with TNA? Um, what else do you want to talk about? We could dive right into the bands. <laughs> dive. Let's dive into that knockouts match. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> so Gail Kim had the open challenge, and Candice Lurie from uh, PWG answered. Uh, it was a decent match, but it was a sloppy match. Yeah, it kind of made uh, Candice look like she shouldn't be in a wrestling ring. Yeah, there was one a corner botch where Candice went running towards Gail Kim, and then Gail Kim was supposed to, I guess, we move out of the way. We assume that Gail Kim was supposed to move out of the way I'm gonna guess off, it did because based off the second yeah, occurrence they of the... the exact same Like, spot. she stopped right before she hit her, yeah. and then she hit and, her with the elbow, and, and then redid like the... she she like started to go for initial jump, but... Gail Kim didn't move, yeah, she so didn't she move. didn't jump, so she so just she hit her with like an elbow. elbow. Yeah, which is good on her part for kind of like. I mean, not to, but it's spots like that that really after that it really slowed it slows down the pace. Right, but I don't. I honestly think that was Gail's fault, but I thought it was good on her behalf that she was able to at least like not freeze up and. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's a professional, but you all are. Right, obviously, they're all professionals, so I wouldn't expect anything less. But of course, Gail Kim uh, retains. She's now 2-1-0 in this open challenge. Yeah, At let some me, point, let me tell you... No, don't tell them. Okay. You can <laughs> I was going to curse you gonna... now. I'm going to say that where this exactly is going is further down the line, maybe two weeks, three weeks, four weeks from now, five go, weeks, seven weeks, who knows? I go three. Uh, Lady Tappa is going to be the next person whose music plays, and she's going to eventually beat Gail Kim for the championship. I think I agree with you. But the way I would do it is a little bit like with Gail Kim in the ring seeing that she went through this amount of challengers and there's nobody left. And then the say music, that the, the next person... The music's going to hit and it's going to be Lady No, but Tappa's, Tappa's already behind. Like, Tappa's, it doesn't matter. No, no, but let me finish. No. I won't, 
Let me finish. Don't I want tap it. No, I want tap it in a. Who says want, that? Oh God. No, I can't I'm, speak on this show. No, because I want to figure that out. Figure oh, it out. Oh, Kanye West said it. Thank you. Who? Kanye. Yeah, okay. He's a. He said, oh, "I'm gonna let you finish." But. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I think that Tapa should be in the ring while she's making that challenge, and then right when she says nobody's left, have Tapa just punch her. Referee's in the ring. You got a match right there. She Gal Kim's caught off guard. Tapa, unfortunately, new knockout champion. Yeah, but where where this is really going is that it's gonna be. We're oh, who's too much the time appointment? On this. Yeah, who's the opponent? I mean, not appointment. Appointment. Yeah, and then the music's gonna play. She's gonna clothesline her. And, all right. Um, yeah. Another bad. This is all gonna be just a bunch of bads. Dixie Carter cannot put herself any further over on her own show. Has it Vince starts- McMahon? Has Vince McMahon ever started his own show off? With a on-screen promo and then gone into an in-the-ring promo with Vince McMahon. It was with full entrance, too. With a full no, no, entrance, no, no. right? You have to maintain that, uh, Dixie Carter. For the um, full, for the full. Yes, segment. we have Dixie Carter joining us for this Impact Live turning point. Uh, if that's the case, discussion. can I blow both of you? <laughs> um, yeah. So Dixie Carter, we had the in-ring promo where Storm came out and they changed the match to a Florida Death Match, and this came up. This is a Florida death match, y'all. Where exactly. are the Gators? Where are the Gators? But a Florida death match is apparently a last man standing match. With a beer bottle. Yeah, so Storm... Alright, might as well move into it. Storm took on Robert <laughs> Roode, Bobby Roode. Um, yeah, it was a decent match, but the ending. The ending, the ending was awful. Well, I thought it was pretty good, Brandon and David. Yeah, I'm sure. Did you write it? Yeah, but there was a part where... Rude no, I didn't write it, but I stand behind my riders. But Root smashed a beer bottle over uh, Storm's head, and Storm was knocked out. That should have been the end of the match. Yeah, I don't, instead, I don't understand how James Storm popped back oh, what's up. What's up, Brandon? No, Brandon's <laughs> on segment two. It's like, if we have an interview with Elmo, like Brandon's not going to stay out of the interview. Yeah, well, why Although would he? he did. Why would he? Um, but that should have that should have been the end, or when he hit when uh, Storm nailed the last call, super kick. That should have been the end. I just but, don't understand how he popped up. But the end of the the end of the match came when uh, Rude got like a barbed wire a barbed wire board that had the the barbs were like taped yeah. off or capped then, off. Then he then he got Storm uh, Storm up in the fireman's carry was gonna I guess do a Death Valley driver. Maybe an attitude adjustment onto the barbed wire. And then Gunner comes running down to the ring, throws in a towel, matches off, matches done. Dave Lagan is like, yeah, I'd, like, I'd, I'd, I'd it's a last man standing. Can last man standing matches end with, <laughs> with throwing in the throw? towel? Like, mind blown. You had a fine ending with that beer bottle, and you did that. Okay, maybe you want to get some heat with Gunner and Storm, but. Come on. Let's let's use your brights on that one. All right. And then Magnus took on Samoa Joe in a false count anywhere match. This match, another one. Samoa Joe, Bruce Magnus makes his way to the ring. Why do oh, you Brutus Magnus still? Mag- I don't know. And then Samoa Joe appears on the, st- on the screen backstage saying, like, it's now a false count anywhere match. Come find me. Okay. Commercial. We come back. And then they're already backstage brawling right near the stage. And then two seconds later, they're on the stage. What's the point of "Come yeah. Find Me" if you don't even see that initial? I was I was more shocked that there wasn't a commercial break during that main event. 
Yeah, right. But the but the initial I think when you do have a last man standing match or to any match, the, the most the fun initial, part of that is actually watching them try to find. But I think the best part is the initial encounter between the two. Yeah, the watching them attack. go to find people. Yeah, like yeah, and they first attack each other, and they didn't even show any of that. Well, I, then, I completely disagree with y'all. You know, Dixie, you suck my dick. All right, you I offered that. I offered that. That is very true. That is very true. You're a very kind woman. Very kind. Speaking of con, um, I, I invited, uh, who did I invite in my office for some stuffing, some holiday stuffing? <laughs> I don't know. Kurt Angle and... But, yeah, Magnus lacks, alright, I am a big time fan of Magnus, but I'm starting to see that he lacks a ton of charisma, especially during his matches. Um, the ending of the match, again, another poor ending. The The steel chair was set up in the, um, the turnbuckle. Samoa Joe went charging at Magnus to attack him. Magnus moves, Joe runs, runs, into the steel chair, knocks him out. Um, am I the only person that says what the fuck when I watch this? Apologize for cursing right now. My apology, <laughs> my apology, but this was just god awful. Samoa Joe didn't even run, he trotted, he like jogged into this chair and then oh, it's funny because I have that in my beds list coming up. He, he didn't even take the he didn't even run into the chair. He like ran up to it, tapped it, and was just like, "Oh, I'm knocked out." It's like they make a joke out of it. And this is in your beds. Yeah. Oh, you're getting so called out no, because no, I'm a Magnus fan. No, no, no. For WWE Monday Night Nitro. Okay. Okay. Um, we also had Joseph Park take on Abyss. Oh, God, was that terrible or what? What about that match? Even when they announced that, when you had brought that up on the podcast, I was like, no, no, yeah. I'm done. Uh, oh, God. Park oh, was in the uh, of course, Bad Influence started off with. Bad Influence, their promos are top-notch. But then you had Joseph Park come in the ring. Oh, I ready, really want my Halloween like, candy still. Um, then Abyss's theme song hits, no Abyss. Abyss's theme song hits, Christy no Hammy, Abyss. I just have to make mention again, she every week like looks like a whore. Every single week. I don't understand how you can go out there and have a, a person who represents your product as a um, ring announcer even Dix, look like Dixie, that. Well, we have Dixie here with us, so Dixie, how do you explain that? Well, I think she looks beautiful. I absolutely think she looks like a doll. Would you wear something like that when you go out to dinner with your husband? No, I would not. Okay, come I'm, on. I'm a southern belle. Okay, I got I'm you. I'm a lady. You. Christy Hammy is a fiery redhead, y'all. That is true. That is true. She has that wild side to her. Not so, to say you don't so have it, a wild side. No, I think it's perfectly normal for her breasts to be sticking out and her leg, her cootie, or her cooter to be hanging out. Her cooter? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say cooch, but... <laughs> all right, so then you also went on to announce that you're going to have an eight-man <laughs> eight elimination match. The Dixie Carter special, Thanksgiving special, Thanksgiving special, Dixie Carter, Dixie Carter match. You announced um, a Survivor Series match. For Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. Survivor Series synonymous for most of this, the start of Survivor Series with Thanksgiving. Am I wrong here? No, nope, you're completely And you're going to have a Dixie Carter style family gathering of the Juggalos, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> That's a, like, come on. <laughs> Who All thought right, of that? So, Dave Lagana's is like, oh, there's a, a an old WWF thing that used to happen with Survivor Series and uh, and and five on five elimination tags or four on four elimination tags. We should we should do that. I think we can get away with that. You know what? I think so too. Let's do it. Um, okay, but, but it now doesn't, that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. But what does work a little bit is the main event. Bully Ray took on Anderson, where the stipulation was if Bully won. Anderson is gone from TNA, 
And if Anderson won, Aces and Eights is disbanded. All three members disbanded. So, as you guys saw, Ken Anderson... No Ken Anderson lost the match and is going to be replacing Rey Mysterio as the... Yeah, because Rey Mysterio is injured, so Anderson will be... No. I, mean, if, I hope nobody went along with this. Like, <laughs> you watch, went like, along with it? Watch, nobody, watch, nobody watched, like, Turning Point. And Holy like, crap. That really Anderson, Anderson, Kennedy, Kennedy's coming um, back? Yeah, no. There's so many poor spots of this. They kept on moving the... Uh, the ring match on the outside to expose the concrete. <laughs> and then there was multiple point, points where they went for like a... No, one, the first time was good, I think. The second no, time... They didn't, they didn't sure? the, yeah, I'm pretty positive they didn't connect. I, I only noticed the second time where the, the move was... They were standing on the <laughs> concrete part, but they finished off the move on the mat. Like, it's funny. Like, they, that's the thing. Like, you pull apart to expose the concrete, and then you do the pile driver on the mat that you just... Uh, Pulled away. A terrible like, pile, dri- pile driver, by so, the way. That wasn't even like... Yeah, no. His neck was safely in between the legs. Uh, but. I mean, the finish of the match came when Brooke threw, overthrew the hammer to uh, Anderson. Anderson nailing the hammer. The mic check. And then, done. Aces and ace no more. Everybody celebrates. Deep takes off everyone's leather jackets. Yes, all leather vests. All, all three or four members of Aces and Eights has three bands. Well, I guess Brooke. Is yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's four. what I was. I yeah. said three, but I guess I, hear, say, yeah, I, hear, yeah. I don't know. Um, so I guess this has been long overdue with the Aces of Eight, Aces and Eights disbanding. What are they? Eighteen months. Eighteen month terror reign or whatever. Yeah. Uh, reign so, of terror. Yeah, TNA. What, what do we call that terror reign? What is? How long has it been? It was an eighteen month reign of terror. No, I'm talking about TNA overall. That was an 18 months reign no, of I'm terror. No, I'm talking about TNA's reign of terror on the pro wrestling community. Never, uh, are never you, mind, are never you mind. trying to say like five years or six years worth of terror? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, so that's Impact Wrestling. Um, I'm sorry, Rob Kimball, but that was crap. <laughs> we we expected a lot more of this. I mean, as on the card, as it as you're looking at it before it happens, it looks great. But the way that some of these finishes were, it was just, it was just awful. Yeah, Dave and I went into the into the Impact edition of I mean, we, Turning we, Point. We actually watched it, and we said we were like, "Oh, maybe Rob's gonna be Rob's gonna be right with this." And then we watched it, and we were like, "Nah, sorry, we can't." Yeah, sorry, we can't dude. agree with that. Um, yeah, but something we can agree with is pro wrestling syndicates uh, wrestle ball that yes, took, place Bowl took place in Rahway, New Jersey, on eleven sixteen two thousand thirteen. The special guest commissioners that night were the Insane Clown Posse. Huge, huge turnout for this event. Yeah, the Juggalos came out in, in full force. Yeah, full force, full face paint, makeup, and out, like costume. And it was cool. It that was awesome. It, w- it was cool. I was, I really was nervous because I've seen the gathering of the Juggalos and stuff like I that. I actually watched a documentary on the gathering the Juggalos right after this, and it isn't what everybody makes it out to be. Why I mean, would they the most, throw shit at Tila Tequila? That's just a rumor about this shit. <laughs> a rumor? I watched, I watched the, the video. Clip? Yeah, I watched the clip. They there threw, wasn't any shit? No. They threw a bunch of bottles at that's it. But, still but, it like, just, but she also egged it on big time. What's she saying? She was on, on the stage um, and she had like four huge bodyguards like in front of her and she's on stage doing her little her girly pop uh, raps which the Juggalos that's not come on. It, a pop rapper, come on, like performing J-pop? there, yeah. So she's doing her little skit, and people, she's just bombing, and she's just egging them on, egging them on, 
And then people start throwing some stuff. And she's like dodging it. She's like kicking everything out of the way. I still think it that's completely rude to throw stuff. And then, no, no. And then she takes off her top. Yeah. She goes topless as she's wrapping. Like her titties out? Yeah, titties out. Tit- oh, bitties are out, flopping all over the place. She's continuing the rap, trying to get on their good side. And she's just egging them on. The, the bouncers are yelling at the audience. <laughs> Dude, she completely Why asked. did you? Why did you take this? Exactly. Out? She completely asked for like, this. Like no covers or no anything? No covers, no nothing. What? She asked for it. And also, she had no clue anything about ICP. She was on Twitter hyping up the event that she had no clue about the gathering. Because she was saying, like, talking about the clowns, spelling clowns with a K, which is not how it is. It's clowns with a C, not a K. Obviously, Tequila, Tia Tequila knows her her uh, product that she's going to be um, alongside. Maybe she was torn. But yeah, no, I watched this documentary. It actually seems more like a Woodstock um, atmosphere where everybody's very chill. Yeah, mellow. everyone's super high on drugs. Yeah, but you know, it's a it, everybody comes together though. Yeah, naked. I mean, don't yeah, but don't believe everything that you hear about the gathering or the juggalos. But regardless, that's yeah, one. Regardless, let's I was on. nervous. I really was nervous for that. But I gotta say, I, as they they turned up and man, they props were to they were great. You guys are so awesome. Yeah, and ICP were awesome uh, guest uh, commissioners, as yeah. we'll get into. I'd love to um, see them back. The, the opening, so the opening bout was Damian Gibbs. With uh, his publicist, Jay Enterprises, taking on Lance Anawai. Um Awesome match. Very good opener. Very, uh, I don't know, very good opener. Yeah, I liked how uh, Damian Gibbs' umbrella said ICP sucks on it. I love the way that he's using that umbrella to, like, speak to the fans. With that, like, Gibbs doesn't need the mic. He, just, he can use that, uh, that umbrella to, to, as his mic. Um, unfortunately, during the match, Lance Anawai... Broke his uh, fibula, his right fibula. Yeah, he went to do a uh, running, diving senton, I believe, or yeah, a flip. Yeah, to the outside, and it looks like, it, it just looked like the timing was a little bit off, but, I Dude. mean, that's what we could assume that he, that's where the break happened. But honestly, but. 100%, huge, huge, huge props to Lance Onawahi for not only finishing that match, but for finishing the match without even looking like he's injured. With a, with a mean, broken leg, without like missing a beat or anything, yeah. you have to. I mean, this he has such a bright future from his who his father is to his grandfather to all of his cousins. He has such a bright future. Um, we also we want to just wish him the best of luck with his injury. Yeah, uh, have a speedy recovery, bro, and get well soon. I like um, during this match that Gibbs did his own version of like the people's elbow. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And I did like his finisher where he did finish the match with a cradle suplex pin. Yeah. Um, the, kind of like what William Regal has done in the past. But very cool. And then Insane Clown Posse cuts him off right at the as he's celebrating. Yeah, and they're in their, in their beautiful ICP uh, PWS jerseys. I thought that was pretty cool. Dude, they're such like they have such a love of pro wrestling and by this from seeing them at this event, they maybe made four to five appearances on the card, while other guests maybe once or twice. Like Dude, you can just tell that they legit love pro wrestling. If they were selling those jerseys that night, like and they had my size, I probably would have bought it. Yeah. Um. Following this, Just Incredible versus Big Van Vader. It was an interesting match. V- Credible really standing up to Vader, slapping him in the face, kind of asking to get his ass beat. Yeah. Um, he hit the super kick on Vader. I thought yeah, that was he did cool. the other super kick, but then Vader hits the Vader bomb, 
And that should have been the end of the match, but then Just Incredible rolled to the outside of the ring to, I guess, recover, and then got back in the ring to take a weird choke slam. I like that choke slam. Uh, it, but Vader, like, he kind of, it doesn't even look like he goes down with it. It looks like he just trips over his feet. Mm-hmm. It looks like he trips over his feet as he's doing it, but... Maybe Vader doesn't go down anymore. Yeah, right? Yeah, but Vader picked up the W... Um, we also had the tag teams of Pro Wrestling Syndicate in action as four team, tag team, four team tag match. Yeah, Team Twenty Four Seven versus Suburban Outfitters versus Black Hollywood versus Powers of Destruction. Um, this match definitely lived up to expectations. This was a nice, uh, a very nice. Uh, what was it? A tag match. Yes, and before the match began, Insane Clown Posse actually came down to the ring or came out. Yeah to the entranceway and said that uh, it's going to be a number one contendership match. So Yeah, to take on the Heavenly Bodies yeah. for the championships. Um, and, uh, I got to say, uh, was it Powers Powers of Destruction? Yeah, Powers of Destruction. Over, huge. Yeah, Destruction big and Big O. Uh, they make such a great tag team to, uh, together. Tag team. Tag team. <laughs> um, big O Spinebuster is... I love I Seriously, I love it. I think it's one of the best in the business. I really like, do. He, I love he that. nails that shit. Uh, also, wanted to mention uh, Ray from Black Hollywood. That frog splash, dude! I marked out for that. Big dude, time. he caught mad like, air. Like you That's, see people going really high up in the air and stuff. It, it missed. It, 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 I took a picture of it and it missed. Yeah, it. and he was not in the picture. Half of, half of him is out of the picture. Frame. Unfortunately, he did not connect with that frog splash though. But the because the finish came right after that where. The powers of destruction nailed the power line on Hashbrown, which is, I guess, a doomsday device. Doomsday device. Yeah. Um, and then had and then Ray, but Ray, being as wise as he is, picks up the W as by taking advantage of that. Yeah, stole the victory for Black Hollywood. I also like how Team Twenty Four Seven did not fear Big O and the powers of destruction. Like they kept on like with the blind tagging. I just thought that was pretty bossy to blind tag right. Big O. And having Big O like out size them completely, I thought that was awesome. But it was a very good match. Yes, and after the match, GMC came out with the Heavenly Bodies, and uh, the Heavenly Bodies attacked uh, Black Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Black Star Sean Edwards freaking looked awesome as always. Put him over a little bit. <laughs> so, got got you got to put over the people that listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, but they got a bright future, as I said before. Um, awesome match. Yeah, another match we had where the, uh, was the Cobra Commander taking on Revolting Blob. Um, I, I liked when the referee was checking the uh, Cobra yeah. Commander's outfit for, or just checking him for weapons and stuff, was finding, like, weapon after weapon on his Yeah, person. he had a bunch of weapons <laughs> hidden in his boots. And then the that blob, was funny. The Blob tried to make him <laughs> check yeah. him. Um, I did like the Cobra Commander's finisher. I guess, it, I mean, it was his finisher. He ended the match with it. He did. Ha- he put the Cobra Clutch in, and then he swung it forward, swung it out and into a cross face. I yeah. thought that looked really awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really an innovative move. Up next, we have the Untouchables versus the BWO, the Blue World Order. And for those that don't know, the Untouchables include Mr. Payne, Mr. Gamble, Mr. Bowens, and Mr. Wayward. Yes, and the uh, Blue World Order, I guess, for those of you who don't know, which shame on you if you don't, is Big Stevie Cool, uh, the Blue Guy, Blue Meanie, and Hollywood Nova. Before you continue, 
I love their theme song. I've always been a fan of that theme song. That is awesome. Yeah, and uh, the BWO had an announcement that they found a fourth member that is yeah, just you, like them you for that match. You can't Yes, and they introduced Little Mac as their partner, sporting some new blue trunks. That is a fact. Yeah. Um, this match was an awesome match, back and forth. I gotta say, Stevie Richards looked ripped. Uh, it's from the DDP yoga I guess he's been doing. Does he? But, yeah, he does DDP yoga. But compared to... I he's guess always we, been in decent, great shape. Yeah, but like I guess compared to when we last saw him, I guess the last time we saw him was probably TNA. TNA. Yeah. But he's, Dr. In, he's in great shape. Dude, um, I'm, I'm so... Like, I've... For the longest time, uh, probably since you've the You've been 90s. looking into getting into DVP yoga for the longest yeah, time? Yeah, since the 90s. Uh-huh. No, I've been a huge fan yeah. of Stevie Richards. So I've, it was like I marked out big time when I saw the Stevie I, pick. Like, I, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm a big Stevie Richards fan. Oh, I thought you were going to agree with the, me that I was a big Stevie Richards yes. fan. Yes. No, specific, specifically <laughs> for that Stevie kick as well. Yeah. And we got to see that during the match. Uh, Mr. Payne nailed a bunch of nasty uppercuts. We also saw, saw Mr. Bowens nail a drop kick, snap there into a running kick, which looked sick. His running kick looked like he almost knocked the knocked head off his head off, opponent. right off the phone. Seriously. Yeah. Um, the Mac Punch combo on Mr. Gamble looked pretty uh, nasty to take those punches from Little Mac. Little Mac wrestles with his boxing gloves on. People and know who he, Little Mac is. I hope so. <laughs> and he swings for the fences. That's for damn sure. Um, unfortunately, we did not see the meaning salt, but we also saw the Untouchables launch Little Mac into the air. Um, yes, yeah, a four-on-one move. Mr. Payne picked up the victory Yeah, with a roll-up on Stevie. Yeah, so the Untouchables won. Uh, we also had Dan Moff versus Starman. Um, yeah. ICP came out. Did ICP come out? Uh, no. Earlier in the night. Yeah, they announced that the winner of the match is going to be the... Number third have the number thirty spot in a future battle royal Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Rumble that they'll be Rumble. having in the PWS Rumble. PWS Rumble for February twenty second, I believe, which um, is their uh, what is it called? Homecoming Havoc. Um, and then the loser was going to get the number one spot. Right. This was an awesome match, back and forth. Um, Starman picked up the victory over Moff. Yeah, and I liked how the the crowd was kind of split too. Yeah, this was a huge victory for Starman, considering that Moff is a monster. Yeah, and I like that Starman went up to the to the second rope, I believe, or third rope. It might have been top rope, and he did a reverse like double stomp. Mm-hmm. So I I popped for that. Um, I and, and he did the the reverse Frankenstein.er That was cool. Um, at the end of the match, of course, Moff plain face raises Starman's hand. Look at this guy, and then he nails the burning hammer on Starman, knocking him. out. Out. Yep. And this, the crowd loved. It keeps him hot, keeps him a heel. And that is exactly coming into this. Moff was on a big winning streak. And by losing, but by this ending, it didn't make him look bad. It right. made him look like he was still that powerhouse. And you, if Moff is against you, you better be prepared. Right. So you can see that match, that Rumble match take place at the Rahway Rec Center, which they're returning, I guess, home. And, uh... On February 22nd, Homecoming Havoc. Yeah, also uh, Mario Bakara took on Takaki Montabi. In an international challenge, Croatia versus Japan. This may have been Mario Bakara's toughest opponent since uh, coming to PWS. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Matt. ton of elbow shots in this. Yes, yes, yes. 
Elbow shot, elbow shot. Mario picks up the win with the Croatian sensation. The arm bar. Yeah, with the arm bar. Um, also, then we had the battle royal take place. Before the 15 the battle man battle royal. Yes, the 15 minute. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I had to make I sure know. Why you said did you that. do that? <laughs> I don't know. Where the winner got a title shot, a future title shot. But we did have uh, GMC on the screen mention that he has a new GMC guy, and it's Falaba. Falaba used to go wrestle under Fala, face paint and everything. Now loses the face paint, new gear. He is a badass. Yes. Um, this Battle Royal match, you saw Miggs, King Hippo, Bo Jones, some... Jewosaurus. Who probably will end up getting a marquee for Jabber. <laughs> yeah, again. Uh, CPA, Redbeard. You saw a ton of wrestlers. Uh, Who, Cat Daddy, Big Les. Yes, Big awesome, Les. Awesome. Great gimmick. Um, Great yeah, match. but this match was a good good battle royal. <clears throat> the one downfall that I saw was that um, Fala didn't win. Or yeah. he wasn't in the final two. I thought that followed with his new gimmick, he should have been in that final two. Yes, but King Hippo did eliminate uh, DJ Mario and Miggs to pick up the victory. Yeah, yep. King Hippo will be taking on uh, Bonesaw Bonesaw's at PWS ready. Fight Night, December 24th. Mm, yeah, dig it. I don't know if this Bonesaw's they dig it, probably not. Yeah, no, no, December 14th, King Hippo is going to be challenging Bonesaw now for the PWS Championship. In Island, New Jersey. At the Knights of Columbus. Not the Iceland. What? Avenel. Avenel, New Avenel, Jersey. New Jersey? Yeah, Avenel, New I'm Jersey. I'm sorry for that. My Macho Man impression was um, off. And then we went into the match that I know a lot of people probably bought tickets to see this match. Yes, just, just announced the week before. Uh, Chris Hero returned to the independent scene, taking on Hurricane Helms, which ended up being Sugar Shane Helms. Sugar Cane well, Yeah, Helms. Sugar Cane Helms. Uh, of course... During the match, Chris Hero was introduced, and uh, before the match could start, Hurricane Helms walked back to the ring, uh, backstage, and everyone's like, "What's what's happening here? Yeah, what's kind going of on?" Give Chris Hero the spot for a little bit, the spotlight. Boom! That snap, three counts, music hits, and Sugarcane Helms walks out. Pop for that! I was comes out with Christine and Vanity. Yes, I was a huge fan of three counts, so. Like that, I, uh, that was awesome. Then they did a, performed a little dance before. Yes, they danced to, together. Leading Curtis Hero, nailing a huge, 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 kick. huge kick. I popped for that. That was a huge. I think everybody popped kick. for this. Yeah, popped for that. Um, Chris Hero, of course, picked up the victory on Helms. We saw every, I guess, every uh, signature move from both wrestlers. Yeah, we, we got to see the elbow, the roaring elbow from. Uh, Chris Hero, we got to see the eye of the hurricane, the heart Hero, slam. Heroes welcome. Yes, the heroes welcome, of um, course. Yeah, but oh, but very good match. After they both put each other over, and I thought that was very classy. Yeah, and very I classy. I would love to see Chris Hero back in Pro Wrestling Syndicate for sure. Um, also, we had Craven Varro defending his uh, Suicidal Six Way Championship, taking on the lifeguard Matt McIntosh, Brian Excel. The drunken swashbuckler and facade. Yeah, facade did a, a springboard four fifty to the outside of the facade. We every single yeah, time yeah we can't we, say enough seriously enough every, great things about this. Guy. Every, every time we talk about the suicidal six way and facade is in the match, there's always a spot that facade has that you're just like, holy crap, did he just do that? If you don't know facade, go YouTube facade f a c a d e. 
and you're going to be amazed at what some of the these the moves that this guy can perform. Um, we saw it was like a driver after driver after driver. We saw a fisherman suplex driver, a stunner driver. I'd say a suplex em Emerald fusion driver. We saw it all. And the drunken swashbuckler picking up the victory. Yes, with the starship pain. I thought that was fun to say. <laughs> say it again? No, it you hurts sure? my throat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Yes, but congratulations to the drunken yeah, swashbuckler for the suicidal six-way championship victory. Yes, congratulations, new champion. Um, also, and now we are on to the main event. The Reynolds brothers, Kyle and Alex Reynolds, <laughs> and their tag team partner, Making Arkham. his in-ring debut. Arkham. Yes, taking on Reality Check, Kevin Matthews and Devin Moore, and the Pro Wrestling Syndicate Heavyweight Champion, Bonesaw. This match was... A lumberjack match. It was. It's funny how I got to cut you off and yeah. it still made sense because we finished each other's... Sentences? You should have said sandwiches. Oh, I would have been pissed if you finished my sandwich, by the way. Yeah, I was tempted when I came in here. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have been so pissed. Yeah, but the crowd was so into this match and so was... Uh, so were... I feel like the wrestlers were into this match as well. There was a ton of heat with Kevin Matthews and Arkham. Um... From Kevin flipping off Arkham, you knew that something, that shit was going down. Yeah. Um, there was one moment of the match that really stood out in, I think, everybody's mind that watched this, was Kevin nailed he, one of his finishers, the lung blower. Yeah, the lung blower powerbomb that people... And Ar and usually that knocks the wind out of everyone, but Arkham Boom, did pops. a kick, kick up right away. Yeah. Turn, Kevin turns around, Arkham is standing right in front of him, shocked. Everybody, right when that happened, it was just like a, what? It wasn't even like a pop out of the audience. It was more like was, a surprise. No, it was, it was, like, <gasps> yeah, it was like a, <gasps> yeah, I it, just did it that. was awesome. I just it did was that. awesome. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, never apologize on your own podcast. Yeah, look at that. Uh, See, I'm more influential <laughs> than you. Also, so the match came to an end once Arkham nailed an F5. We also, um, but there was also Kevin taking the dive. Even yeah, before that, that though. But even, even before that, though. They they tossed Alex and Kyle out of the ring, I believe, right? I think so. And then Devin Moore did the shooting star press off the top rope to the outside. Kevin, of course, did his suicide dive. Was it a suicide dive or what do you uh, call it? Satan? I don't know. It was a dive over the top rope. Yeah. Like Undertaker, right? Maybe? I don't know. No. Not like Undertaker. He did a senton out of the ring. But it was a fantastic move. Fantastic crowd. Fantastic finish. Arkin. Fantastic picking, finish. Picking, picking the win up Sounds over like uh, Kevin. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Arkin and Kevin lock it up again. Yeah. And uh, ICP came out, uh, attacked the Reynolds brothers and Arkham, and they celebrated with Reality Check and Bonesaw for the end of the night. So that was Pro Wrestling Syndicate for you. And, and I think it's... Yeah, Time to let's take a little take a break. break before we move on to sports entertainment here, here on, on Marking Out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your hero, Chris Hero, and you're listening to Marking Out. And we're back, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Before we continue into some sports entertainment, we need to uh, get some. Let's, we need to backtrack. Get some confirmation. Do you want to rewind or no? No, what? That's. 
Okay, we need confirmation. Back to Ethan Carter the <laughs> third. Don't do this. Ethan do Carter the third. Please let us know if you're listening to this podcast. In your promo, you said jumping the shark. Nobody else uses that. That saying does. Uh, just because just because you debatable. and Chris never heard of it before. Uh, debatable. The Fonz. The Fonz did it. Let me just say, Ethan Carter the third. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. Don't do that. And let's move let's, forward. Let's fast forward. And uh, you just went a little bit past where we were supposed to be. We're at the market moment of the week right now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, back. <laughs> we went way too far. We skipped it. Sports entertainment right here. Okay, good. Perfect. Kicking okay. off sports entertainment talk, we have WWE SmackDown that was still live, I guess you'd say taped in the United Kingdom. Uh, let's start with the badge, shall we? Let's start off with the badge. Why not? Why yes. Not? I, I, for this match being the badge, Natalia versus Tamina, I just think it was dumb for her to be like this huge powerhouse of a woman to be AJ's bodyguard and to lose like that with by tapping out. Uh, I'm completely fine with it, folks. I agree and disagree with you. you I can't do agree, agree and disagree. I do agree that she shouldn't have lost the match so quickly and that a loss in her category uh, loss in her category should have been a, a progressive thing. As opposed to a on-the-spot match kind of a deal, it should have been leading up to her losing her, I guess her first match like nah, after being that. a power after being a powerhouse. No, though. she's been in matches before. Singles, yeah, I and think lost. So. I think, yeah, but I mean, but it did put Natalia over huge. It does set her up like okay, she's ready for this title match at Survivor Series. Yeah, uh, but also on our beds, I again the only reason. Why this is in the bads, per se. Well, no, Cameron's a huge part of it. The Funkadactyls defeating the Bella Twins are in the bads. Uh, Cameron, you do look like you're improving slightly. Not that much, though. It's still noticeable that you're very green. And like, how, how could you go from Monday to Tuesday and look different? I don't know. But, I want her to have my, have the same oh, finisher that you taped. have, Diggy Langston. Yeah, but I, I just I don't understand why these two teams thought if like that makes just no sense okay brandon's whole problem with this is because they're both faces but i am a they're okay teaming with, up with like it doesn't make any sense it's, it's in competition you no, saw after, after no. the match after the match they hugged they, or whatever. exactly but it's I, in the mat it's in competition of pro wrestling it's not faces can face off against faces honestly the only reason why i think they had this match was because they were overseas and maybe maybe everyone more wasn't there or something i don't that know that could have been it but i mean it was taped overseas not many people People were uh, overseas for the tapings. Can you imagine this but, was actually taped overseas? Like, you yeah, were like, dude, but, yo, Vince McMahon, if you're listening to this, please. Wrestle make... Vessel, bring it back. No, not Wrestle Vessel, <laughs> screw you. No, make a cruise ship, dude. Get a cruise ship, spend the million dollars or whatever have it costs. Have a wrestling ring in the... Yes. Instead perform, of a Broadway show, have a wrestling perform ring. Perform live on Royal Caribbean or something. I would... 100% you'd sell money for that. You'd sell... You'd sell money for that? Yeah. How does selling money works? <laughs> I think it's a weird Works or work? Works. I don't know. I, think it can, I don't think you could sell um, money. But no, I think you would make money if you if you put a wrestling ring smack dab on a cruise ship. Yeah. 1500 a room but or something I, for, per person. But I'll, I'll, back to this, I'm 
I don't think there's any problem with a face defeating a uh, facing off against the face, especially because after the match well, they didn't I, have I don't any have a heat. problem with the face versus face. I have the problem with the face versus face when they're teaming up together. It's all in competition. The other bad in our uh, of SmackDown, Great Kali defeating Unico and Camacho. This is god I'm saying god awful so much because this is god awful. Why Unico and Camacho you you already ruined them. You destroyed them. They are uh, complete utter jobbers. Either that utter or jobbers. What is an utter an utter jobber? You yeah, but what's an utter jobber? Or or else they are going to get fired very soon. Because there's I don't no think so. there's no reason for this. I think they are the same. They are going to be get get fired. Them, Yoshitatsu, and JTG will be the first people Listen, out of everybody. JTG is not going and anywhere. I can, and I can only hope that Cameron is included in that bunch when they do get fired. I don't want Cameron to be fired because then the Funky Bunch gets broken up. I don't give a crap. Yeah, of course you don't. You never take anybody's feelings into consideration. I don't. But now on to the middles. Yes, Ring of Honor. I don't know why I said Ring of yeah, Honor. Our truth, truth and primetime players. players. Oh, I thought we were going to do it in stereo. Yeah, I'm not good with that. Defeated the Union Jacks, formerly three-man band. Um, I just think the Union Jacks could have picked up the victory in this match. I think it's very un- it's fortunate and unfortunate position that the Union Jacks three-man band are in. They are on your television every single week, at least... Two to three. At least two to three times a night. I mean, a, a week. All right. That's uh, my Drew McIntyre impression. That's pretty uh, stereotypical. No, that sounds like Drew McIntyre. Does it? My name is Drew McIntyre. Maybe it doesn't. I don't yeah, know. In my head, it does. Dude, your head is fucked up. No, it isn't. Um, yeah, it's but... It's still real to me, damn it. Um, yeah, but they are always on your television. Yes, they are always losing, but as we said, that's because they make the matches look great. Right. Um, and they're in a great position to do so. So it's unfortunate, but they're in the middles just because they should have won. Yeah. Uh, Del Rio and Cena having an arm wrestling match. This is in our middles as well because... For the simple it was fact just, that it's an arm wrestling match. But SmackDown always gets that, those kind of matches except for that time Raw, I think, had that pose-off between Scotty Steiner and... And they also had on Raw, I think, the debate with Big Show and Sheamus. When yeah, Big Show and Sheamus, I think, or Big Show was. and Mark Henry. Yeah, whatever it was. They had some stuff, but, but it was awful. I liked when uh, John Cena put Del Rio... I'm sorry, when Del Rio put John Cena through the table, it was... Wait... Excuse me? What? John Cena put Del Rio through the table? Yeah, no. What? Del Rio put John Cena through the, through the table? table. That's what I said. No. Del uh, Rio didn't put John Cena or John J- Cena put... Alberto Del Rio did it perform the spine buster to John Cena putting him through the table. I fucking but the spine said buster, that, asshole. But the spine buster looked awful. There was Wait, no so impact. what did you want me for? Nothing. They you put him through the let table. Let's finish. It was an awful spot. The spine buster looked bad. There was no impact, no power behind I, it. And I'm pretty positive John Cena <laughs> lost that arm wrestling match for being DQ'd, he, for lifting his arm up off of the uh, Well, that's how you can't do platform. it. You're not allowed to do that. But I liked that table spot just for the fact that it was a different table that we've seen. Like, we always see somebody go through the same type of tables. That was just a different table that we've never seen, really. I don't know. Um, Screw you for yelling yeah. at my opinion. All right. Wink. You're allowed to your opinion. Yeah, Wink. sure you are. Yeah. Wink. Uh, all right. We also now onto the goods. Wyatt family defeating the Usos. This was an awesome match. Um, I like the I. I can't that Harper discus clothesline. It's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, and then yeah, his yeah. big boot. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like the fact that they made it seem like Usos did have a chance by performing that super kick. Yeah. And you did, you were like, what's going to happen? Yeah, Dave really liked that spot where they the Usos looked like they had a chance with that super kick. Yeah, um, Usos did try to fight back, and then after the match, they ended up getting attacked even further. Uh, Bray Wyatt hitting the sister, sister Abigail. Yeah. Yeah, good segment. And another good on SmackDown, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, who was uh, looking pretty slick with his hair slicked back and a ponytail and everything. He, he uh, looks slicked with his hair slicked. Okay. Yeah, that's All a right. real phrase, All right. ass. Hole. You're cursing a lot on the show. Yeah, but you are too. All right, this match ended in a no contest. What match is it? You didn't even uh, let me see Ryback right and oh Curtis God. Axel. Just finish the up. damn match. Jesus Christ. Don't just yell move at me. On. Screw you. CM Punk and Daniel Bryan versus Axel and Ryback. Axel and Ryback are no longer Heyman guys. Uh, there was a part where Daniel Bryan locked in the yes lock on Ryback. That was, that was a good spot. I would have liked to see Ryback kind of... Uh, Stand up in that position. Oh, that would have been interesting. Kind of like the powerhouse that he is. Just stand up in that position like, slam him. Um, yeah. The lights went out after the match and the Wyatts appeared, except Daniel Bryan and CM Punk weren't there. And uh, Ryback was still kind of out of it. Accidentally pushed Curtis Axel into the Wyatts. The Wyatt family attacked both of was them. Was it an accident? Maybe. Was it an accident? <clears throat> Wyatts attacked both of them and... Uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan ended up hitting them from behind and running away. I thought that was kind of weird that they did a hit and run. Like, well, it, it was smart because like they kind of got one over on them. Yeah, like, that's they didn't true. harm they, themselves. They finally got one over on the Wyatt family, and the Wyatt family has been haunting the entire WWE roster. So so it's about time someone gets something over on them. Yeah. Um, now I think it's time to move on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Yeah. Let's kick this off with the... Yeah, sure, let's do the middle. Right, no, right. let's do the, the bads because my bad's going to lead into your middle. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously, it's not this bad, but the Divas Musical Chairs. That was just an awful segment. That segment, I feel like that should have been co- combined with the Florida Georgia Line concert. I think that you could have done something with the Divas either during the concert or have them dancing out there, and then right at the end, have something happen with them. It was just unneeded. I mean, it turned into an all-out brawl, which is funny. In my notes, it says our brawl. But uh, it turned into an all-out brawl, and it led to them making a match for Survivor Series, which the one team is Total Divas versus the other WWE Divas, which I believe are all heel except for... I think that everyone else is heel except for Caitlyn in that. Uh, it, it just it looked like a very unorganized segment. That's yeah. how it came on, came off. Very unorganized. And, and it looked like the divas were allowed to improv a lot during that. With like, oh, I'm That's not why, sitting here. Like, like this chair. What do we do? How do we play musical chair? I'm going to turn that. around and push you. Yeah. Out of nowhere. It, it just looked very unorganized, and the divas ended up looking very poorly uh, yeah. in this segment. Uh, um, this my bad's. This is in David's middles because he thinks it's a good... No, he, you think it's a middle? I think it's a middle. He thinks it's a middle. I think it was terrible, god-awful. I'll All take right. your word from David. Well, Vicky Guerrero was backstage. She was set up to face off against AJ. Yeah. Um, she, she was shown she knocked on the doctor's door and quote-unquote passed out. 
and the doctor showed up. She's she's like, oh, and the doctor's like, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. I, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. Stephanie showed up saying, oh, Vicky, you could take her straight to the ring. When they had her in the they had her on the the stretcher or whatever. Yeah. They stretched her out to the ring to have Vicky Guerrero versus AJ. Uh, I just, I don't... Alright, so why is this your bad? It, it was just spot after spot of Vicky's fainting, Vicky running into Tamina, fainting, Vicky getting up, walking away, and AJ, I do agree with you that her skipping up to Vicky Guerrero to grab her head... I didn't get to head, that point yet. I'm sorry, I'm going to skip ahead like Dave does. But she, with her skipping up to up the ramp to Vicky Guerrero to grab her hair, that looked good. But Vicky Guerrero selling that was terrible. Vicky Guerrero walking back down to the ring was terrible. She's not a professional wrestler. This whole thing was terrible. I disagree with you. I think it should be in the middle. The only reason I put it in the middle is because of the Vicky Guerrero selling and how after you're getting placed in the uh, AJ submission hold, uh, what is it, the Black Widow? Yeah. The Black Widow. I don't. I I don't think she, she should have even she had locked, that. She locked in the submission hold, and then right and then right after, uh, Vicky goes into yelling and screaming. Yelling and screaming does not equate to um, selling anything. But what about all the women who faked it? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it just it it's stupid. The faint. I was a fan of the backstage segments. I thought that was uh, that was funny. The, I thought it was kind of Eddie Guerrero-ish with the live No, I did, I did like that, but I just thought like, as a I, whole together it was I, so I thought stupid. it was clever to stretch her out on the, I did like that, on the yes. stretcher to the ring. I thought when they did that, I was just like, please have her stretch her to the ring. They did that. I thought it would have been kind of cool if she, while she was stretched, if AJ just maybe did a guillotine leg drop to her or something, but that would never happen. I just think um, I, the ending of that match even, I don't think... AJ should have I, put her in the submission move. I think it should have been like a quick knockout type of kick or something. It wouldn't have worked. You it, have to, it doesn't AJ, make sense. For, AJ has to do the submission hold. But it doesn't She's make sense champion. for Vicky Guerrero, who's quote-unquote fainting, whatever, making herself faint, and she just it taps made, out right away well, the and then gets is, up and yells. Like that, that. Okay, I'll agree with you with that. That made it look, that made it look very bad. That also made AJ look very bad, as if her submission hold is nothing. I did like her altercation with uh, Tamina Snooker on the outside, where she faked fainting, and then she used Tamina's hand to kind of uh, cool herself down. I thought that was pretty funny. I liked when Vicky was trying to exit the um, the arena, and then AJ skipped up right behind her, grabbed her by her hair, and pulled her back. I thought the from the video camera angle, to we're focusing on Vicky Guerrero, and then you see AJ kind of skipping up behind. I thought that just looked awesome. Um, yeah, but, so that's why I put it in the middle. Um, on to our other middles, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I guess this match was set up because of the opening segment with Triple H and Randy Orton arguing, and then Vic, uh, and then the, every match pretty much was, was made for Raw. Yeah, Triple H made the Vicky Guerrero versus AJ, and then he made Brad Maddox versus Randy Orton in a new deal. Why do you always see Maddox? Because that's what, Maddox. He's, that's what I call him. Maddox. And, and versus uh, Randy Orton in a no DQ match. To give Ma- Brad Maddox a, oh, look at that. Uh, <laughs> a shot. Uh, okay. I just Randy right, Orton. So now we're, we're Randy Orton and Randy up, Orton and the Brad Maddox in the middles. Randy Orton ended up defeating Maddox. 
Uh, there was a spot in the match where even the newest yeah, the turnbuckle, where even the newest yeah. of wrestling fans could spot how terrible it looked. Where yeah, Randy the Orton turnbuckle spot was Randy Orton got pushed, quote unquote, into the turnbuckle. But you like Randy Orton, just like there really are sometimes during like I haven't said this in a while, in a long, long time. But it's just some of the times where Randy Orton's out there wrestling. It's just like I don't give a shit. He doesn't care. That's um, yeah, it looks no, that like. turnbuckle shot was pretty sloppy. It just looks um, like he ran himself into the turnbuckle. I did like how Brad Maddox did uh, use the microphone to attack Randy Orton in the opening of the contest. I thought that was a good, smart decision. I, I and thought then Brad Maddox, it, they made it like Brad Maddox. Had a chance. Yeah, and then he hit that big DDT on Randy Orton, knocking him out. No, Randy Orton hit No, Brad Maddox hit a DDT on Randy Orton right in the opening of the match oh, right, after right, right, right. the mic shots. I but did. I yeah. I like the the DDT that Randy Orton hit on Brad Madoff outside the barrack. Yeah, that, that was, I thought that was good. And then he ended up nailing his own mic shots to uh, Brad Maddox and Which ref stoppage. Terrible. You know, I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. I like the fact that Maddox wasn't blown out of the water. That he did have a fighter's shot with this. I I was a fan of it. Um, but the referee stoppage, I'm I like too. I like the. You know, I honestly, I, I, I would have preferred if Gunner ran out and threw in the towel. You know, some people would, some people would. <laughs> Is Dixie still with us or no? Oh, of course, out? I'm with y'all for the whole show. Oh, great. Yay. <laughs> um, I came up for air. <laughs> yeah, right? Thank you. All right, now get <laughs> back you. Get back down. Um, all right, now on to the... Oh, you're still in the middle. Sorry. Yes, big show. Dixie is throwing me way off my game. The big show as I clench my fist when... Oh, what the fuck? Top. Okay, relax, Dave. Dude, don't use Don't your teeth. try and mime a fucking... I can't, I can't help <laughs> Please don't Dixie, do that Dixie, on the show. Dixie's using her teeth down Don't there. do that. Dixie's big using show. her teeth. Big show defeated Ryback. No teeth. I honestly, for... Hmm... I was going to say this was my match of the night, but it wasn't. Really? What? Really? As if it might have been my match of the night? Yeah. Why would this... I think just because it was so, like, the, the fans were so hot for it. I thought that you really didn't like this match. No, dude. This was phenomenal. I hated the I... ending. I absolutely okay. hated Let me, the ending. Before we get up to the ending, once again, we were talking about Big O's Spinebuster in the past. Ryback Spinebuster. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of his Spinebuster as well. He nailed it on the big show. Big move. Big move. Uh, he also nailed the shell shock. What? Yes, he hit the shell shock. Are you going to continue talking or am I no. going to be speaking to myself? So he nailed the shell shock, two count, gets up, weapons of mass destruction. I thought the shell shock was incredible where Ryback should have won over there, except I see that... Incorrect. Well, no, I thought... Well, no, I thought Ryback should have won over there, but... I see that going. I didn't realize. I completely forgot. Big Show had a championship match with Randy Orton. Yeah, because that's what like when you were tweeting about that about Ryback should have won and everything. I'm reading. And I'm like, no, I completely dude. Big forgot in the about that. So that leads me to think that Ryback should have Big Show should have won, but not cleanly. Like something should have been out there, like a DQ Why? or something. But it because, shows. But because then it, it shows like, that his the power of his punch is. I just, just feel like it, I just feel like that completely like just pushes Ryback down more notches, and I don't no understand way. why he, he lifted up Big Show. He got he got yeah. over on somebody. He that lifted huge. up Big Show, hit his finisher on him, one two kick out punch. Okay, so he's not he's not powerful enough to knock out Big Show with one dude, I don't, one shell shot. I, I understand that. I just don't think shell I just don't think it should have been a one two punch. I I'm completely fine with that because it puts over both wrestlers. 
Ryback is still looked at as that powerhouse because he did hit that shell shock. No, a lot of people said Bam Rose is a Ryback. Okay, but I don't give a shit what other people say. This is what I'm saying. I am allowed to my opinion. Um, but I think that Ryback still looks strong because he did hit the shell shock. Big Show looks even stronger because he nailed the weapons of destruction on Ryback leading into the Survivor Series. And then Randy Orton tried to get involved and get got speared for trying to get involved at the uh, after the match. I think that I think this is fine, dude. I think that could have happened during the match. I just feel like it. Sh- what? So you think that that should have been a DQ? like it should have like Randy yeah. Orton gets in the match and, and Big then, Show wins via DQ or something. Like I really, really strong feel strongly okay, about that. See, how Ryback right. got him up should have not even he didn't even have to go to pin him there. It could have been. Shell shock on Big Show. Randy Orton runs out, gets speared by Big Show or something. And but then... you can't, because unless unless you do that, that Ryback hits the shell shock on uh, Big Show. Both men are wiped out because Ryback yes, just could lifted, have been that. Yeah, Ryback just lifted him up. He's out of breath. He's done for it. They're both down for the ten count. Randy Orton gets in the ring. Big Show starts making up his uh, making his way up. He spears Randy Orton, or even, or even if it Randy, Randy, Orton, Randy Orton goes Orton, for a clothesline yeah. or something. Or Rand, Randy Orton lifts up Big Show DQ, or he throws a punch, or he goes for that clothesline DQ finish. Big Show nails him with the spear, and then Ryback makes his way to his feet, gets hit with the weapons of mass destruction. You have the same finish. That would have no been fine. That would have been okay, way more could, fun in my book. Okay, I could, I could agree with that then. Okay, good. We and, settled that. Yeah. Do you want a handshake on that or? <laughs> No, you don't want to touch my hands right now. Stop! Stop! Because I'm Dixie. <laughs> God damn it! Whoa! What are you? Come on, dude! Shut up! <laughs> Mind blown! You're a dick. That's not the only thing. Blown. Yeah, hilarious. John Cena uh, dressed the uh, Alberto <laughs> Del Rio. He dressed Alberto. He dressed the Alberto Del Rio and uh, the Alberto Del Rio. And uh, their match in Survivor Series, Del Rio tried to come after Cena. Cena threw off the <laughs> sling. What? Nothing. He Nothing. he threw off his sling and kind of uh, they just felt. Just, I mean, I don't. I'm stuck saying nothing. Del Rio ran off like he didn't. Like they they rumbled a little bit, but like there was no upper hand. It's Del fun Rio whenever when like someone doesn't chime in on a match, right? It's really fun because then you get stuck on your words and you're going in a circle. Uh, all right, and then we also that was it for the middles. We're clear with the middles, onto the goods, very goods. Biggie Langston, intercontinental champion. asshole. That's supposed to be me saying it. Yes, very shocking and surprising that Brandon, the Brandon, 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 Brandon Al Gonzaga, whatever the fuck his uh, name was. Uh, I'm actually I did I put Biggie Langston defeating Curtis Axel to become the new intercontinental champion in the goods. I honestly I didn't really see any of the any anything bad in this match. Yeah, um, but my only my only Dave's problem only with problem with this is that um, Biggie Langston came out to a new theme song. Terrible I thought, theme song, by the way. I thought that that made the match of him winning the Intercontinental Championship a little bit too predictable. I thought that maybe that new theme song should have been used at his next event, uh, at his next appearance, as opposed to this one, because it kind of shows, usually when a wrestler gets a new theme song, something new is about to happen to them. They're going to evolve in some sort of a way. So I think that it kind of preluded to the championship win a little bit too soon. I just, um, uh, 
I do think in a few months everyone will see what I'm talking about with Biggie Langston, though. Well, who knows how long he's going to... I mean, he may hold it yeah, only I mean, for he, a month, and yeah. that's that's fine. A month, he could lose it again at Survivor Series. Yeah, but to, but to get uh, the championship off of Axel for the time being, I think that's smart. Axel held it for a long time, time to circulate it. And I think it's genius that they didn't have Biggie... That they switched Biggie Langston to IC as opposed to U.S. Championship. Well, no, it was always supposed to be that championship. But, and then Axel yes, got yes, hurt, yes. quote unquote. But then, but I'm happy they didn't run forward with the U.S. Championship because now you can use Ambrose with the U.S. Championship to uh, fuel the breakup of the Shield, as opposed to him losing it to Biggie Langston. Because you, it was pretty predictable that Biggie Langston, whether it's the U.S. or IC, he was going to have to win it at some point. Um, another good, the Real Americans defeating Kofi Kingston in The Miz. Yes, during this match, uh... Match. Yeah, I would say great back and forth between them. Yeah, I love the fans, the Cesaro section. Yeah. I, I had to jot that down. Another part that I love was Kofi, uh, Kofi Kingston, uh, reversals, reversal to Swagger's clothesline, where he did a backflip over, over the clothesline and nailed the DDT. I thought that that was really cool, and that led to him going over to tag the Miz, and the Miz looking dropped at his face off, and yeah. dropping down. Dropped off the apron, and Adolph Misler attacked Kofi Kingston after the match. Well, after Kofi, well, yeah, well, and Kofi, what, yeah, I'm sorry, Kofi lost. Well, Swagger right took advantage of that and locked and, in the Patriot Lock, and they lost. And then Adolph Misler came into the ring. Why am I calling him Adolph Misler? No, did he really? Did he attack him after the match? Miz? Yeah. Miz attacked Kofi after the match. That made Miz versus Kofi for Survivor Series. I don't remember him. I think he attacked him. I don't think he attacked him after the match, dude. I'm always positive he did not attack him after the match. That was it. Really? Yep. He didn't. There was no attack after the match, dude. I could have sworn. But I am going to call. Then maybe I'm thinking of main event. Uh, I don't know what you're thinking of. But I'm going to call you out on one of your tweets. Um, Adolf Misler? Yeah, you saying that there was no way that Miz was turning heel. No, that was sarcasm. Because, no, no, that was sarcasm. Yes, it was. You read saying, it. No, read no, it. No, no, hold on. You were saying that the Do you Miz have the exact not, tweet? No, I don't. But you were saying that the Miz was not going to turn heel because he has the ABC Family Christmas movie coming out very soon. So, of course, he's going to remain face. Now, I'm going to so, let, me, let me try and remember to the best of my memory the tweet. Yes. There is no way Miz can turn heel. He has a movie on ABC Family to promote. So, Bam Roasted. Why do you say the, the Bam Roasted? It's not even funny anymore. It's, it's overused. overused. It's not overused. It's not overused. I used it on Facebook just the other day and it got a like. Overused. Jeez, all you did was steal a line from The Office. Boom. Roasted. Boom Roasted. Screw you. Uh, no, seriously. Right, this, no, you screw said, you. Not even want to finish match. this shit. Don't finish it. Uh, the, what are you talking to me Dixie? And, yeah, me and, me, and, <laughs> me and Dixie are going to finish. Um... Dolph's all right. You had your match of the night Dolph before the no, big the, show. No, honestly, no. This this next okay, match because was you, my how match you of the mentioned night. the match of the night potentially being Ryback versus Big Show. One hundred percent no, though, because this was match. Yeah, of the night. my match of the night, Ziggler versus Sandow. Dolph Ziggler versus Sandow. Right, exactly. I thought this match was unbelievable. I love the fact that they used every pretty much every instrument in that ring. It's two people who should be up higher right now, perhaps, Crap. but not. There was they one portion. Poor moment of the match where Sandow threw Ziggler into I think it was the cello in the corner and Ziggler and Ziggler didn't even ugh that commentating team it was just a poor and then another poor shot was the 
where Sandow was hitting him with the electric guitar, it looked pretty bad. How did the electric guitar not break? It looked because he wasn't hitting him with it. Right, but like <laughs> it's wrestling, dude. Um, yeah, but then I like the pack the the pack. I like the fact that Ziggler did finish the match with the drum set and with the, the Jeff Jarrett strut. The, the double J strut yeah. smacks the guitar over Sandow's head. That was which, awesome. Which, by when the way, he, isn't, isn't really a double J strut. What is it from? I don't know. I forgot which wrestler Jeff Jarrett took it from. Um, I uh, To me, it's a Jeff Jarrett strut. Obviously. And it being in, uh, Raw being in Nashville, Tennessee, what better place to get over a Jeff Jarrett uh, strut than in Nashville, Tennessee. I, it was a great, great timing. And apparently, people people <laughs> were people were tweeting to Jeff Jarrett about it, and Jeff Jarrett was responding saying how yeah. it's a complete honor and show of respect. And uh, apparently, he, he yeah. wants to face Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania. 3. I would love to see Jeff Jarrett back in the WWE, and I would not mind seeing Jeff Jarrett versus Ziggler. I wouldn't mind that either. Like, I thought it was funny though in 2001 when Vince was watching Nitro. And he goes, Jeff Jarrett, no, we'll get rid of him, or something, whatever he said. I think sure. he said something like that, because um, that whole thing where Jeff Jarrett and Vince McMahon, like, whatever happened between them, we don't know. Another awesome match, the Rhinestone Cowboys, three-man man, yes. game-changing, taking on the debuting Xavier Woods, who everybody has heard about with the Big Show uh, petition, tagging up with R-Truth. Funny little note, they were tag-team in TNA as Truth and Consequences, Oh, I fucking forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, because Xavier Woods was Consequences Creed. Yeah, I completely forgot they teamed up. Yep, they teamed up. So the team, tag team, I guess, reuniting to take on Rhinestone Cowboys. Uh, the crowd reaction to Xavier Woods and the entire match was awesome. Uh, before you continue with before you continue anything with more anything with the match, with commentary, the match, commentary. Absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. No, seriously. It, no, <laughs> I think like, I think that we could all agree through not even just this match, that, but as but a whole, just based off this match though, it could have given me an ulcer or something. The commentary team as a whole is is it's the shits. Like, uh, oh, it's time Jared, to you don't a I don't think you need three people on commentary. I think two is just I fine. Think, no, I think three is fine. I really but, do think it's. But fine. I don't think that the three that they got going now is the correct three. Just for the I, fact that Michael Cole was like misinformation after misinformation. That's like, the thing oh, I'm, Glenn Campbell's recently been on tour. I've seen him on tour on his final goodbye tour. He's he's done touring because he has Alzheimer's, which was done like March. Yeah. Maybe 2012. I can't say it enough. I want Scotty Steiner. Oh, here he comes. I want. I want to hear Renee uh, Young. Yes. Commentary. Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler's comment made me want to punch him in his face. I got so pissed off when he goes, "Oh, I'm sure Glenn Campbell would be turning over in his grave right now." I would love to see them bring back Taz. Have Taz, Renee Young. Yeah, like Taz was. Taz, like, as much as Taz messes up on commentary, he's great. He knows his stuff. He's absolutely great on commentary. I I could see Taz replacing Jerry Lawler as that comedic uh, guy. Yeah. I I would not mind having that. That was perfect on SmackDown with Taz and Cole. That's why that team worked. I'll be honest. I would not mind having Cole maintain his position on the Raw commentary. I I really, I wouldn't mind having Taz, Michael Cole, and Renee Young. I think that would be genius because you also... Did somebody say my name? Anybody listening to this podcast right now, don't you agree it's about time that we have a female commentator on Raw? It's about damn time that we have a female commentator. I mean, I think it's about time. Uh, It's long overdue. And Renee Young... And Renee Young is is actually good. Of all the people that have 
done like guest spot commentaries, whatever. Caitlin, Bella Twins, Alicia Fox, maybe. None of them have lived up to the potential of being that next commentator. And Renee, Renee Young, Young does a very, very, very she's good job. She's very of doing well that. spoken. She is very intelligent. Props to her. And I really hope that they recognize that and give for that position on the Royal Commentary yeah, team. Yeah, it, it really is taking a line out of Xavier Woods' book. It really is morphin' time. It's uh, time to oh, get yeah. rid of that. Talking about morphin' time, time, thank you for getting back to that. Right? You like he, that? he nailed the honor roll, which is his little roll into a clothesline, flying clothesline. And then the Lost in the Woods, which is the, was it the Kiss the Boots or whatever it's, Gal Kim does? It's, uh, what's it called? The get the boot, dropping, Drop down boot to the face. What's it called, man? What? That made me forget. I had it in my head and now I don't remember what it's called. The Gal Kim move? Yeah. I wrote it down. Um, it, because the, it, eat, the, eat the feet. Eat the feet, right. Eat the, eat the feet. feet, right. Yeah, they eat the feet. Um, but I thought it was awesome. Good debut. Good debut. Strong debut. Good yes. Job. Uh, after, after that, we had... Uh, Florida Jarjalan performing round here in my goods. It was, yeah, it was I a like good, good concert, but like I said before, the musical chairs could have been yes, combined with this been concert. I liked. It was cool to see them on Monday Night Raw. Like I, uh, in yeah, March, no. in March of this year, I was seeing them open for Taylor Swift, and I, here they are on another. I also thing thought I just to add on to it, I liked how um, going leading to commercial breaks, they would play the music, yeah. country music videos. No Taylor Swift. I though. thought I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I like the drummer was wearing a CM Punk shirt. Yeah, noticed that as well. All right, now it's time. Speaking to, of CM Punk. Yeah, the main event. In our goods, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Daniel Bryan, Goldust, and the Usos. Taking on the Shield and the Wyatt family. Uh, this match, how many times can we see it? Every time the Usos are in a match like this, or... Uh, uh, the Rhodes family, the Shield, they they've been putting on spot on great matches. Right, um, it's gold. Like Goldust is so damn good. Seriously, the end I'm, of the match. I'm really, I can't be any more happy for Goldust than like this. Yeah, he's finally tagging with his brother, and it's going like somewhere. not even the fact that it's like finally tagging with him. It's just the fact that he's in WWE right now at, at his age, which I yeah, and, and killing it, absolutely killing it, completely. And, I mean, his last run or two runs ago, I was so disappointed because he came back and he wasn't getting over as he used to, as much as he used to. And it was just a big letdown. But this is perfect. They're using him perfectly. I love the ending of this match. I'm always a fan of finish, finish, fi like finisher, 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 big move, end of match. This match, that's exactly how they did it. You had the Usos to the outside. You had the headlock driver on Punk. It was. I, I like to call it a finisher me uh, melee. It was awesome. Finisher after finish after finish. Yeah. So no, no, I'm not, not, not yet. Not I'm yet. Not I'll let say. I'll let you know when she can come over. No, I was you. gonna say um, somebody else on the double podcast. team move. Double team move. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, the heart attack. Yeah. I thought that was, that, that was I popped cool. for that the heart attack. Oh, yeah, was cool. I love the fact that they nailed the heart attack, and right after Daniel Bryan just keeps that momentum going. Rope, <laughs> suicide dive. Speaking of heart attack. I don't, I mean, obviously you guys are going to know why this clicked. This is off topic, but I think a year ago, this past Monday Night Raw was when Jerry Lawler had the heart attack on air. I think. No, it can't be. No, Never mind. No, like, no. That was, was way like, before that. I'm sorry, he returned. No, no. That was, I think he returned, returned? this. Okay, because I think. his heart attack happened like maybe one or two weeks ago to this to whatever that because is. because um, on this episode that we aired last year we opened with have a heart Jerry 
And he was um, talking to Jerry. Yeah. Titus O'Neil. Just back to the match. Sorry the about blind, that, folks. blind tags, I love. And especially because the blind tags caused so much heat, heat. amongst the team. Yeah. And they were with tagging, the, like, Shield was tagging the, Shield yeah, Wyatt tagging Wyatt. Yeah, I love that, too. Like, Seth Rollins... Just uh, trying to tag in, tagging Luke Harper, Luke Harper tagging Seth Rollins, back and forth. You, it was gonna, it was nuts. Um, at the conclusion of the match, you saw uh, CM Punk nail the GTS for the win. Real Americans come hitting the ring. They start beating the crap out of the faces. Who comes out? An injured Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah. no, he's ready for action, Rey Mysterio. Who's that jumping out the sky? Ry Mysterio. Here we go. Yeah, I no. Could, I could keep going. Rey Mysterio looked like he was limping even running out to the ring. I, I mean, think, but honestly, Rey looked to be in really good shape. Once he hit the ring, really, really like, good shape. That's the thing. I feel like once he hit the ring, that adrenaline, adrenaline, not even like, adrenaline though. You. Like his, like his gut. Like there wasn't a gut. That is there true. Was, that like, is true. He really, did look really like in a lot shape. better shape. Yeah, I'm happy that he's off steroids now. Definitely in better shape. Lost that gut, that limp though. That's gonna. How long until Rey Mysterio is done? I think it's all going to lead up to him. Excuse me. Oh, that almost made me puke. He's going to puke. Yeah, him versus Del Sol. Uh, uh, dude, I really, if WWE doesn't do that, I really hope Kalisto versus Rey yeah, Mysterio. Yeah, Kalisto versus Rey Mysterio. That has to be Please. like, that has to be like the passing of the day. That, that could be the Hulk Hogan versus The Rock or The Rock that's versus the thing. John like Cena. That, that's going to be, not as big, that's going to be the Rey Mysterio passing of the torch. And don't do it in NXT. Do it on a pay-per-view. Do yeah, it in Monday Night Raw or something. Do it on a pay-per-view or one where people can watch it and appreciate that passing of the torch. Uh, but that's good. That's Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Rey Mysterio hit, hit Jack Swagger and Luke Harper with the 619. And yeah. Was he, I mean, how long is he even going to be around for? I think Kane should have been on this you know, I'm okay with it. I mean, he appeared in the beginning of it where, Bra- yeah, where he, he prevented I, Brad Maddox. I'm fine with it. I, I don't know. I feel like... What else is he supposed to do? He is the... The bodyguard? I mean, what... Like, he's What the, is his move? Do we... Uh, what is his, his uh, title? Do you remember what it was? C... Director... Director of... Operations. operations. Director of operations, which I Googled. Yeah, do. And in the business world, the director of operations is also the ch- the chief operating officer. Uh-oh. But that doesn't make sense because Triple H yeah. is the COO. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm fine with how Kane was not really used on Raw because now he does have that place in the authority. He's not a, he's not a, a wrestler under this gimmick, under this new gimmick. He's not a wrestler. He is a higher authority. He is a businessman. I'm okay with him not being in, involved in any matches. He came out, prevented Brad Maddox or from the game, and that's it. No, that was yeah. terrible. Sorry, uh, guys. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> At least one Brandon joke doesn't go on um, each show. Yeah, but I'm, I'm fine with K9 appearing on it. Yeah. But that was Monday Night Raw. Some outside the ring news. Uh, yeah, um, I guess, unfortunately... Maurice Mad Dog Vishon passed away a few days ago at the age of 84. He was a tag team with Paul the but- uh, Paul the Butcher, and he was an excellent uh, Canadian Olympic wrestler. Um, it's very unfortunate that he passed away. And uh, that he was the uncle of Luna Vishon, for those who, of you. Yeah, who's another, who was, I guess, and still is looked at as one of the best female wrestlers. Um, and he was also one of the great, one of the best heels of AWA. So, um, our condolences to his family members yeah. and friends. 
Um, another thing I said in the news, kind of. That's apparently, yeah, apparently in 2014, WWE will be heavy with the tag team division. Um, this is coming up as Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, the American Wolves from Ring of Honor, had a match at an NXT taping under the name, I uh, could assume under the names Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, as the American Pitbulls taking on the obsession, the NXT tag team, uh, tag team champions. Very interesting. They're not signed to any contract. Uh, Davey Richards does have a few appearances in Japan upcoming. So it's curious. Apparently, William Regal has pushed big time for their uh, being signed. A lot being done with it. Solomon Crow, another one. Uh, Sammy Callahan is rumored to be brought up in a tag team, possibly with Cal Bishop, who Maybe, is yeah. Oregon State uh, Oregon State State alumni, D1 All American. Maybe this is when we see a. Uh... Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd return, or you know, maybe Zach 2014, Ryder, maybe, maybe a big maybe year. Hawkins and Ryder, perhaps. Um, Talk about awesome, big, big things. NXT is taping its 200 episode. We're going to see Cesaro versus Regal. Is it and, weird that we surpassed them before they? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Dallas versus is going to defend his NXT championship against uh, Adrian Neville. Another awesome thing. Uh, we spoke about WWE Network. But networking, Total Divas picked up another season, signed to another season. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm eating my words as this is a great way to continue storylines, to build storylines. I didn't expect it to go over as hugely as it is. So congratulations with WWE and E E Network. Um, Yeah. What else is there? Batista was rumored or apparently was backstage at NXT taping. Will we be seeing Batista return anytime soon? We know he's in great shape. He's looking, he's continuing with the MMA. Where have you seen him recently? I think the last time we saw him was MMA. And then just shooting like his little when he had that posting pictures. Tail. Yeah. Um, beard off, Daniel Bryan officially beat Josh Reddick. As yeah. Josh Reddick was at Monday Night Raw, they taped a skit of Daniel Bryan shaving off Josh Reddick's beard of the Oakland Athletics. Awesome stuff. He's actually the reason I picked him up on my fantasy baseball team. Wow. And, and he really shipped the boat. Thank you very much Man, for bro, that so one. It's because when you, you can't run with a beard on your face. You cannot. I Except the Red Sox did. Yeah, right. Um, all right. On to it. It's time. <laughs> You're introducing your own segment? No. Survivor Series. Oh, crap. We Whoa. Dude, we yeah. should have fucking... All right, let's move on to it. Survivor Series. Survivor Series picks. This, honestly, this should... I don't know, whatever. We should have opened with Outside the Ring News, then gone to Yeah, that's why I was surprised. Like, My bad. We're still getting used to we this actually, no Chris we actually, we actually did have it originally scripted that we were going to do the Outside the Ring News before everything... Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, how do we forget stuff? We have it all written down, too. We could always just cut and paste We this. could, but then fans don't know the integrity that I have of, I stand by my do you, situation. Brandon, how many times did we go in here and cut, splice stuff out today? That's <laughs> because you're a dick. <laughs> yeah, we spliced and cut don't out so many them. stuff. Oh, yeah. No, this is a perfect podcast. We have I, never, I should have cut it we right never, there. We never, <laughs> I should have cut it right there. This is a perfect podcast. And like, we never spliced have anything like a different in tone and out of this podcast. In. All right, let's get into it. Prediction time. Prediction time. Survivor Series. This is taking place at uh, the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts, November 24th. That's this Sunday. Uh, Survivor Series kickoff match. That'll be live on the air on the pay-per-view pre-show, as well as... 
YouTube, I assume. Xbox One, I assume now. Yeah, whatever they're signing on to. Uh, Kofi Kingston. Yeah, Kofi Miz. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Who are you going with? Uh, Miz. All right, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Miz as well. Um, also, we have... Biggie Langston uh, defending... Right? Defending his championship? Yes. Yes, Biggie Langston defending his Intercontinental Championship against the former champion, Curtis Axel. I'm going to go with Biggie. Yes, I'm going with Biggie as well. And if you uh, download Curtis Axel in 2K14, he comes out to the name Curtis XL. Really? Well, it's not actually... Um, On to the Divas, Total Divas match. The cast of Total Divas, Natalia, Bella Twins... Funkadactyls, Eva Marie, and JoJo take it on AJ Lee, Tamina Snuka, Caitlyn, Alicia Fox, Rosa Mendes, Exana, and Summer Rae. Yes, so Caitlyn's the only face in that team, but uh, I'm going to obviously have to go with the Total Divas team. I agree with you. I got to go with Total Divas. Okay, who's going to be the last remaining person on the team that's losing? Uh, Who's going to be losing? I guess AJ Lee has to be the last one to go, but who's going to pick up the it's, victory? I think it's going to be Natty and AJ. All right, so you say Natty's going to pick up the it's victory either, over AJ? It's like either Natty defeating AJ or uh, Bree defeating AJ. I'm going to go with Natty making AJ submit. Can we see the Bella Twins uh, go at it a little bit? I wish. Can we see this start to break up uh, a Survivor Series? Oh, you meant that way. No, yeah. I don't think so. Not yet? Okay. I don't think so. All right. On uh, to more traditional Survivor Series Elimination Tag Team match. Cody Rhodes, Goldust, The Usos, and Rey Mysterio versus The Shield. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Uh, and The Real Americans. Yeah, which is Antonio Cesaro and Jack Swagger. Swagger? Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> who are you going with? I'm going to go with... Hmm, do I go with all faces winning this pay-per-view? No, I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes, though. Cody Rhodes, Goldust, The Usos, and Ray. i got to agree with you. I mean, returning Ray Mysterio, you can't and have Plus, Goldust and Cody Rhodes are champions. So. Uh, I was just going to name it Team Ray. Not that it matters. I picked Natty to go over AJ? Yeah. Huh. Or Brie Bella, you said. No, I think I should have done AJ going over Natty and so you think So you think that the... Yeah, I think they're going to win it. The heels? Yeah, but just because I'm changing this means that Natty's going to win it or something. But I'm going to just write down AJ for me. Um, team AJ. Team heel, whatever. Team not divas, totals. Okay. CM Punk and my main man D-Bry taking on the what do you want to I say? agree with you. With I'm not going to change it just because so we don't have same answers. No, screw but you. But I can see that Natalia <laughs> being the losing. No, no, I can see what Natalia... The- I can see Natalia being that reason why they lose the match, especially with her losing that um, musical chairs on Raw. I could see the Total Divas kind of looking at her and treating her like the ugly duckling of the group. So change and then my building answer. Something. No, change my answer, so damn you! Book. I don't care. I'm writing my own answer then. Are you team? You're team AJ, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Well, what did you think I was changing? No, because I originally had Natty as a winner. Yeah, no, you are Team AJ, I am Team Diva, Total Divas. Are you? Yes. I thought you said AJ was going to beat. Yeah, no, I, I am. But I still think the other, I think two, I think they both have great opportunities to win. I think I could see Natalia winning or Brie, but I could also see that AJ storyline with Natalia, with Natalia being that ugly duckling. 
Okay. Um, so CM Punk and my main man D. Bry taking on Luke Harper and Eric Rowe and the Wyatt family in a tag team match. I, uh, I'm gonna go with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Uh, this is a tough one. Yeah, I mean to me this match either way I can't see a winner. Like it doesn't make sense in my head. Um. Uh, oh, Dixie, is she done? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Wyatt family. I think this is going to be an awesome match, though. Um, if not, it's going to... They could lose by... If not, though. it's going to be the worst match of the night. Yeah, I'm going to go with Wyatt family. All right, we got John Cena defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Alberto Del Rio. I'm going to go with John, <laughs> John Cena. Cena. Jinx. Cena, 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 Cena. Randy Orton defending his WWE Championship against the Big Show. I'm going to go with Randy Orton. Yes, I'm also going to agree with that and say Randy Orton. I said I'm going to go with Randy Orton. Yes, and that is our podcast. No, shut up. <laughs> Dave, uh, obviously you don't care about uh, shameless plugs, but do you have any? Shameless plugs. Ugh. All right, you can have Dixie now. I'm, I'm not good. taking her after you. It's for um, you. All right. That's now, disgusting. All right, as we said, you promote us on Monday Night Raw. We'll promote you on our Monday podcast. Nitro. There you go. All right, go follow <laughs> John at John Underhile. You can go follow Garrett at Show G John uh, Show G Gun says, which is Show Gun says, but two G's. Uh, Jason at Jay Linick. Justin at Awesome Two Fifty Six. Rob at Rob Kimball Brand and Brandon at BTTG Yes. One. You like that? Congratulations. Yes. Big time. Um, Just got a shameless plug on my own show. Yeah. And, uh, show Gun says Garrett. He's actually one of the members of the Shiznit podcast. Uh, you could go check out the Shiznit, D A S H I Z Z N E T T. Armand Garrett and Yolanda of GimmickWrestlingTees.com talks all the pro wrestling rumors, indie news, everything you want, they got. Go listen to them at CSTCNetwork.com and go check them out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash The Shiznit. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Go give them a follow. Also, I at the PWS, I ran into a man dressed up as Macho Man Juggalo, Eric. Eric, what an awesome costume. Um, he's trying to get together but, uh, wrestling watching groups, wrestling watching clubs. I think it's an awesome idea to get people... Uh, People with a common uh, love of pro wrestling together to watch pay-per-views and old events. Um, right now, they have one in Philly and Richmond. It's the Philly Wrestling Watching Club. Go follow them at Philly WWC. Usually, it's a bi-monthly uh, get-together. They usually have guests from Blue Meanie to CZW owner DJ Hyde joining them. Also, in Richmond, Virginia, they got the Richmond Wrestling Watching Club. You can go check them, uh, go follow them at Richmond WWC, and you can go check them out on the internet at s'more.com slash 1KTV dash wrestling dash watching club dash, wait, dash wrestling 
dash watching dash club. So awesome idea. Good luck to them. And Brandon, you got any shout outs for us today? I kind of hate that I'm doing this, but I have to start this week's shout outs with an anti shout out. Uh oh, who is it going to? Who is the, who is the big mistake this week to get an anti shout out? It uh, it goes to me. Last, yeah. <laughs> wow. Last week I messed up saying the Wyatt family and the Shield when I was talking about the Raw main event. I switched them by mistake. Uh, and then I, I had also said WrestleMania 18 instead of WrestleMania 17 for Raven, Big Show, and Kane's triple threat match. So, Brandon, F you. I'm going to. Chime oh, in there that uh, you even got called out by Black Star Sean no, Edwards. Too. I told him about it. Screw eh, you, Dave. Debatable, but Screw go you, follow Dave. the birthday boy at I Am Madness. Second shout out. I feel like I've been given a lot of anti shout outs as of late, so why not continue it? Is it me? You wish. But, uh, I've been there, done that. <laughs> the anti shout out goes to Lemon Drop Shots. You didn't like it? It's terrible. I, I really, I, I don't drink, but when I do, I'll do a shot or something for a special occasion or something. And I did a, a lemon drop shot the other night and it was, oh, funny in my notes, it says God awful. <laughs> <laughs> but it truly was disgusting. I should have just stuck a fork in my eye. It really wasn't good. I don't yeah. like lemons. Did you like the Jameson or Jaeger? No, Jameson's disgusting. Jaeger is absolutely the worst thing I've ever done. Tasted. You've had shots before that you have enjoyed, though. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Uh, Bacardi. Oh, that wasn't a shot, though. That was a drink they mixed with something else. No, but that's also vodka. But you also had another one, though. It's very um, sweet tasting that you did enjoy, but I forgot. I got to think of it. I don't recall. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with liking sweet drinks. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, Christopher Daniels likes it. Yeah. (laughs) He drinks the apple tea. I mean, if, you, if you're getting drunk, if you're enjoying that... Okay, Dave, relax. Nobody's going to judge you for drinking girly drinks. Last shout-out is actually a shout-out, and it will be going to Hornswoggle. I uh, just found out that he was in the new Muppet movie coming out, Muppets Most Wanted. Um, looking forward to this film, and I believe it'll be released on uh, March 21st. Yeah, I actually watched that promo. And the what's rule number trailer? one? What's rule number one? Don't touch you. And what did you just do? Dixie made me do it. Yeah, right. But you watched the... the you were, you yeah, no, it was an awesome pro, uh, awesome trailer for that movie. Yeah. It's always cool how they always get so many celebrities to be in those movies. Everybody yeah. wants to be in those And movies. I really I think it's so cool for Hornswoggle because he's such a huge Muppets fan. Yeah, so. he got so many tats of them. Yeah. So uh, I think it's time for our... Oh, you're not going to do it? That's right. We have a mark out moment of the week this uh, week, and that Dave is going to take yeah, it away. I'll take first. Uh, oh, he's going to take it first, just <laughs> um, like he did, right? Yeah, yeah, the mark out moment of the week for me was Dolph Ziggler doing the strut. I 
I popped huge for that. I thought that was awesome. It really did make me uh, miss Jeff Jarrett wrestling in WWE. So, yeah. yeah, that was just my Mark Out Moment of the Week. I mean, my Mark Out Moment of the Week, personally, I mean, it has nothing to do with wrestling. I just, I got tickets to see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. Where, where are your seats? Pretty much front row. Oh, yeah? But uh, it, I think it's cool. I mean, Billy Joel, <clears throat> Billy Joel had the 12 sold-out shows in 2006, and maybe he's going to try and break that record this year. It's like a last hoorah type mm-hmm. of thing, 2013. But that was our show this week. Uh, you could follow us on Twitter at Marking Out. You guys already know that. Facebook.com slash Marking Out. YouTube, look up Marking Out. Uh, MarkingOut.com. Listen, yeah. listen to the past episodes. Comment. Share it, please. Ask your questions. Seriously. Yeah, nobody. Questions. I, don't, I don't know if anybody shared it last week. You guys just... Yeah, nobody shared it, we don't think. I mean, we did have more people please. during one of that raw share. Which, as we said, we appreciate. But I don't know if anybody really shared it. Yeah, just um, just do that. Uh, please. Again, you can follow Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. You can follow Chris on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. And we, we wish you the merriest Christmas. And I'm just kidding. We should do that uh, during Christmas. But before we do that... Thanksgiving this week, Hanukkah's this week. Have a happy Hanukkah. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgivinga, whatever they're giving. Sure. They're we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great. Have an awesome. Week. Have a phenomenal. What's better than phenomenal weekend? Oh, what are you gonna say I something? Got I got that. I got that.